I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefris Initiative. You're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco. All things reptile related. And the people who love them. As part of the Repeticulture Network. I know it's only been a week, but we're back. We are back. We're this back. Snakes and Stogies one 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 eleven. Brought to you by Puget Sound Pythons. Uh, no, now I'm struggling. Wow, dude, oh, you've been goodness. doing this for four years, man. Four hey, I know, years. I know, I know. Come on, uh, Puget Sound Pythons. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, and then BlackBoxCages.com. Please check them out. Jake and I were just up in Marietta this weekend, working the black box booth at the Show Me Snakes show in Marietta, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. That was a good time. Came back with a bunch of goodies that I'd been working all day at setting up. So the rhino, the bigger rhino rats got new digs. One of the chondros got new digs. Got rid of an entire rack and moved everything into a new XR20 with the V35 tubs. So... Nice, an aristocrat. I have, I, I don't, if you want to post it up, I have a picture. It, send him with a trucker. Let me see. Should I send it to your, like, text to your Instagram or Facebook, I mean? Uh, do Facebook so the quality is good, because it's been weird lately. Oh, yeah. Fa- uh, Instagram does play games. Yeah, man. We got a full house tonight, ladies and germs. We do. The Gendras here, Ish, Billy, Dan, Randy. The Silent Hill folks. It's popping off, everyone. As soon as Justin sends this, we'll introduce our dashingly handsome guest. I'm struggling. (laughs) See, it's times like this that Justin and I remember that our beard game is not as good as we think it is. You guys got great beards. (laughs) This is short for me. Nice, nice. Uh... You good, Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, Leviathan Snakes, fellow South Carolinian. They're up there out of Aiken. Give them a a subscribe, too. They're doing some really good stuff. They've been, I've been watching their their videos. They've been putting a lot of stuff out as far as like technical YouTube related stuff in terms of like lighting and and how to set up things. And video quality is top notch. I'm not a ball python guy, but I do enjoy their stuff. So that is what I worked on today. Nice. Um, moving things around. My sock game is on point. I got the Freddy Kruegers on this evening. You know. Look at those spacious ventilation sides. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not like the finished product. I'm gonna get more of those Manzanita perches that have the like the the screw and like the wing nut and the uh, the damn flat thing washers. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get more of those to, to really deck out those cages a little more because they it'll fill out more when the pothos takes over. But that's the uh, the Bio G 18s. Sweet. So they're nice. 18 uh, wide, 18 deep, and 24 tall. You can also get um those little tiny C hooks or like those uh, staple gun staples. You can just push them in with your hand. And let the pothos go through that on the ceiling, and it'll start to go up and above everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I shot a video as far as setting those up and, and what I did is those are for the rhino rats. And eventually I have a, a fifth one of those that is empty. The barons that I got over the weekend is going to go into that at some point. Um, that barons is still small, so it would be kind of overkill to throw them in there at, you know, with that size tank, even though I'm sure I would use it. So, yeah. Sweet. I think it'll once those pothos really grow some, it'll it'll look it'll look sharp. And then that was an XR20 rack underneath. Those are all V35s, um, which are actually kind of the equivalent to what I was using before, which were like 15 quart tubs, because I I'd, I'd use their I did a bunch of substrate changes recently, and so I just dumped the substrate from the tubs into the new ones, and it filled it out almost perfectly. So thought that was interesting, but. Excellent. With holes, yes. With holes. Doesn't have holes pre pre done in the in the front. So I'm gonna finish putting some snakes in that, uh, and then it's on to the next, you know, which is more V70s at some point for adult stuff. So. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. The slow transition. Looks good. Looks uniform. Crisp. I'm sold on white PVC now, man. Like before, I was like, "Man, now I'm like, okay, it, it really does brighten the room up considerably." You know? so. Not so dark and ominous. Yeah, my room's already a dungeon. So, well, on that note, why don't we introduce our speaking fantastic, of <laughs> our fantastic guests, Mister Kevin Barron of Mutant Geckos, Mutant Thank Serpent. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Really excited to be here, guys. Yeah, I've been watching for many, many years, man. And and likewise, Phil, a couple years. I think Snake and Snake and Snowdew's been going for what a couple years now. Yeah, we're 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 over two years. We got. Right? I'd have to look honestly. I don't so, so I think I got that from the beginning, and then I got you know the the herpetological network probably uh, close to the beginning. Four years. I've been listening to podcasts probably four or five years now. So. I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. I love podcasts, man. I'm running out though now. I'm running out. I got enough. I mean, I'm listening to them nonstop. I drive pretty much for a living, so you know, I hear them all the time. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah. We love it, man. I mean, I'm not cranking out enough of them. Like, I'm not doing. I need to do more. Man, you, you, you got it. Locked down, brother. You're doing so much. It's crazy how much you do, man. And work, insane. Well, it's it's kind of cheating because I I do do a lot of stuff when I'm at work. So, <laughs> what are you smoking tonight, Philip? Tonight I am smoking a Gurkha Royal Challenge, which I've been a real fan of in the past. It's, been it's a lighter years since I've had one of those. Yeah, and I think that this one is years old because when I took it out of the tube, uh, it's cellophane in an aluminum tube. The cap. You can clearly see the cap has already started to, I don't want to say separate, but then look what happened when I cut it. It's so it's it's definitely dry and crunchy from being in that tube. And now I just went to light it, and we're not out to a good start, but we'll, we'll make the best of it. There you go. So I had one of our reps gave me, and I've never smoked this brand before. It's a El Septima, and this is the Bomba Orange. It's a six by 60. I don't know what the blend is. I was trying to look it up before we started, and their website doesn't tell you anything other than that it's a cigar. 
I don't think it was a gunshot. Interesting. I think it was our neighbors playing with fireworks. We didn't hear it, so. And Kev, man, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Crown Royale, fine Canadian whiskey, fine Canadian blended whiskey. I'm I partial enjoy to the Crown. I'm, I'm partial to the blend. Anything Canadian, anything blended is my game. Have you had any of that maple syrup bourbon? You know, maple syrup, it, it's good at first, but then it hits you too hard, man. You can it's only have, yeah, it's just too much. Like, I do like the apple and I like the 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 maple because who doesn't love maple syrup? Man? Right. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But uh, after the first one, then they just don't go. This, 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 you could get a bunch in. Yeah, it's man. still sweet, though. It's not like, it's not a sweet, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not a single malt. That's all. Do you like Canadian Club or no? I love Canadian Club. I love Canadian Club, man. Seven and seven, dude. Old man's drink. It's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, uh, so Kev, why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about yourselves? Because we've got questions, and I'm sure other people will too. But uh, what what are you doing? What do you what, what are you getting into? You've got geckos and snakes and, and everything, and Fill us in on everything that is you and the right. mutants. Should, should I go back to the beginning? Like, how far back do you want me to go? To you, man. Yeah, whatever you want to do, brother. All right, let's go you back. No version. You can go. You can. We can do all 20 of the Harry Potter books, whatever. All right, all right. I got hours. I got hours. All right. So, what got me into reptiles was brown and oats, you know, because I'm, I'm from Miami and we catch brown and oats. That's what we do when we're children. You know, so that was my first game. You, you mean chameleons, Florida chameleons, Florida chameleons, Florida yeah. chameleons, you know. And then um, from there, when I was 16, I got my first, you know, I wanted snakes. But like everybody's story, the mother, the mother won't let you have snakes. So I went the, the lizard route. Got my first green iguana at a. Natural Selections. Oh, I'm, oh, there I am. Natural Selections when I was 16 years old. And uh, Phil, do you know Natural Selections? I don't, man. I don't. Am I frozen? Yeah, you, you lagged out for a second, but you're, you're good. You're good. Okay. Go. All right. Yeah. Joe Wazalewski. The man. The man. Joe Wazalewski. Yeah, yeah, he's the man. Uh, he owned Natural Selections when I was 16 years old. Um, worst Green iguana ever got in my life. Sick, horrible. <laughs> you know how it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I raised that for a while. And then, um, you know, when I moved out of my parents' house, what do I do? I go and get a reticulated python. Love retics. Um, meanwhile, I was a Noah's Ark keeper for a long time when I was younger. I kept everything. There's black and white tape. Red Aegis, uh White Throat Monitor, uh, Ackies, the whole deal. But never really was a person. Leopard geckos. We're losing. When I was, you know. You think he, you think he should restart his uh, his thing? Maybe. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, there you there? I'm sorry about that, guys. No, you're good. You're no, good. it's cool. If you All if right. you want to if you want to jump out and restart, that might help. But 
You, you, right. we, we lost that last uh, that last phrase and everything. I heard tegus. Um, yeah. So so how am I now? So I'm gonna. It could also be if he has like other apps and stuff going. It could. Uh, yeah, that that might interfere. be it. Yep, there he goes. What? He'll be back. <clears throat> oh. Man, I've been going all day long. Yeah. Still rocking that that hoodie, man. Yes. I wish I had the weather to wear mine. I put it on this morning because it was like 76. And I was like, oh, I put my hoodie on. And I was like, what am I, crazy? This is 76. It's hot. I'm sweating. Dude, it was snowing in Marietta. Really? Like the morning of the show. Like, it was like, there was like a flurry. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was, yeah, the, it was, I think the lowest was like 20 one night. And that's, it hadn't even gotten that cold down here. That's for sure. Mm. Zing. All right. There he is. Here we go. Hopefully I'm clear. Better? Oh, yeah. We were All just right. saying how if you have like a bunch of apps open and stuff, it may mess with it. So no, no, I, I have no, I have really nothing open. Uh, okay. I it may have, just be the bad connection. I'm on a computer. I'm on a computer as well. Oh, okay. I'm on a computer. I don't want to do the phone thing because uh, of the situation that just happened. <laughs> That's how it always works, right? Yep. We'll just pretend um, you're in Casey Cannon's bathroom. That's right. <laughs> the wild Anyways, uh, so I kept said, everything. Uh, you, yeah, you know you when I was younger. Technical difficulties. It's a Monday, all right. It is a Monday. Damn. How was herping with Zach? It was awesome. I figured we'd talk about that a little later. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up. Oh man. There's a reason why we wanted Kevin on the show. He is absolutely fantastic. He is a wealth of knowledge and has a cornucopia of amazing animals he produces. So hopefully we can get him to, you know, get synced up with us. So. Junior Mafia. But yeah, definitely going to talk about herping with, with the good duck tail later on. Cause uh, I was, was mad, a- but it was mostly out of jealousy. Well, to be honest, I was you not gonna. Like, it was like the t- night before, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I gotta. We can't do. Can't. I can't do the show. I'm herping with Craw Daddy, and I'm like, damn it. Well, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna I mean, just not. Just I was lie to just... me and tell me you weren't. <laughs> all right, was... guys. All right, there we go. Uh, I'm now. Now I'm on a phone. Y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah, crystal clear, man. All right, cool, cool. I'm. I guess. I guess uh, the computer didn't want me to. Go that route for some reason. <clears throat> Whatever uh, works. Yeah, no, this up all clean. Sorry, guys. I was, I was so ready for this, man. I was so set up. <laughs> air into the place. I got, I got some, some geckos for show and tell. Hell yeah, brother. You know, I'm sorry, man. No, you're no, good, man. You're good. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my... Four years. We're, we're used to... Yeah. You know, we've, we've had way worse problems with, with technology and stuff, so... It's all good. Do what you need to do. 
So last we heard, you you got your retick, you got a bunch of tegus and ackies all and right. all kinds of stuff from Wazalewski, and uh, we're from there. All right, I'll go from there. So uh, I got all that stuff, and and you know I did Daytona when it was in um, Orlando, because that's how old I am, and uh, you know I went to the shows to about two thousand and four. Um, when I stopped going to the shows, uh, I kind of got out of reptiles from 2004, uh, not really 2004. I stopped going to the shows in 2004 and I kept just a rhino iguana and a salcata. Um, because this might everybody, but it became. Hello? We're here. I'm really, hello? Okay. I stopped going to the shows because it, it became a ball python show. Um, and, and really, uh, you went to the shows and that's all you really saw were ball pythons. And uh, it's not really what I was into at the time. So um, I kind of just got out and I kept a rhino iguana and a sulcata that I bought in 2000. And... Um, Fast forward to about 2016, I was out of the hobby for roughly 15 years. Um, wasn't really, I don't want to say I really was the best keeper when I was uh, younger, just because the information wasn't there like it is today. So when, when I got back in 2016, I came back, I was just like blown away on, you know, leaps and bounds, the reptile yeah the reptile community has just like the knowledge and the information at your fingertips, everything you can access, you know, the humidity, the temperature, where they're from. I mean, you could never, I mean, growing up, you could never find out that information. I mean, you had to go get an Encyclopedia Britannica and you had to get lucky just to see if it was in there. You know, um, today, <clears throat> reptile keeping is a whole different ballgame. I mean, it really, really is simple. Well, think about so, even scientific papers, man. Like we didn't. Now we have unlimited access to those, and if we can't find them immediately, we can find out who wrote them and get them from them. You know, it's like before. Who knew how long it would take you to get your whole? You know, before you know, pre-internet and stuff like that. Um, how long it would have taken you to to get a hand a hold of that stuff, especially the latest and greatest in terms of like new research and things that are coming out. And it's like you were probably like years behind the curve at that point from getting that information, I would assume, unless you have someone who's directly involved to be able to send it to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So, um, and it was pretty cool, man. Like I got some, you know, it was pretty cool. Like, um, you know, you talked to all the big back in the day, it was pretty cool. You had uh, Bert Langeworth and, you know, Ron St. Pierre was still at, was at the shows way back then. And, and, you know, I have a really cool picture, which, you know, then they came out like um, about three years, three, four years ago. Um, I took a picture with a blue tegu and uh, it turned out like at the time uh, Ron was selling those blue tegus and uh, it just turns out that was uh, it was head for albino and he didn't know at the time. Mm. So, wow. you know, going back, going back, I showed Ron asked for that picture and 
I showed it to him and he told me the story and it's just crazy, you know, to be a part of history. In my mind, it's a part of history, you know, uh, holding the first albino blue tegu that nobody knew at the time, you know, young kid. Yeah. You know, so to me, in my mind, it's cool. I mean, That's others awesome. might find it cool and others might find it stupid, but I think it's, it's cool. The, it's that quintessential Herper history, you know? Yeah. And, uh, damn, dude, I wish I could turn this up a little bit. Um, so 2016, my, uh, my daughter wanted to go to a reptile show. So I took her, we went to Daytona. I, I, I love Daytona. The, just the atmosphere of Daytona is so awesome. I mean, unless you've been to Daytona, man, I mean, you can't, you can't believe how awesome it is, man. I mean, just yeah. the area alone and, and, you know, everybody's just chilling, having a good time. The hotel across the street from the conventions, killer. It's on the beach. You know, it's just such a good time, man. The, the boardwalk, it's, it, it really is a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's, it's our show, you know? Yeah. 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 The view, the view from the hotel room, man. It's, I mean, it's priceless, dude. And, and the deal that you get on that hotel for show oh, yeah. rates is just insane, man. I mean, I, I can't like normally it's a four hundred dollar hotel a night, man. Yeah, um, you get show rates and it's just it's just an incredible deal. So the whole yeah. thing is fun. Meanwhile, we're at the show. My wife really didn't want me to come back with anything, but you know, <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, we came back with a leopard. We came mistake. back with three leopard geckos, and uh, and you know we we had them in a tank and. They're chilling and they're cool. And I start doing research. And just like you all say, I went down the rabbit hole and I start learning about all the morphs and about all the pairings and just everything. Like I start, I start learning anything you could know to do about leopard geckos. And, uh, you know, I kind of fell in love with um, the wild types, man, which most people, mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time, most people don't know of. Um, there's a lot of wild types that people don't know. You know, you say leopard gecko, but, you know, uh, it's really a, a pretty big genus out there of, of Eublephrus that nobody knows about. And uh, so I went in there because I really do like the wild stuff. And I went deep into the morphs too, but slowly as time went by, you know, I've been doing it for six years now. I've been breeding leopard geckos and, and the morph game kind of stresses me out a little bit. You know, and especially with leopard geckos, because leopard geckos are unlike any other species being bred. Unless you know what heads are in your leopard gecko, people are not satisfied. You know, you have to know, you know, if, if your head eclipse or your head albino, you can't just sell. I mean, otherwise they're considered pet leopard geckos and you really can't sell them to anybody. Uh, nobody really wants them. Right. Um. You know, I like earth tones, and most of the, the wild types are earth tones. Um, they have really huge, huge um, leopard geckos, which are called Eublephrus angermanyu. Um, you know, I, I actually have I have a bunch here if I could do a little bit of a show and tell for it, y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. All right. 100%. All right. Here we go. All right, so... First one here is what everybody knows as this is a wild type Eublephrus macularis, just a 
straight, normal, yeah, wild yeah. type looking gecko. You know, Which spotted. Is so hard to find these days, you know? Yeah. Like, I wasn't, no sarcasm, seriously. Like, trying to find like a, a normal, you know, textbook leopard gecko is not a, mm-hmm. not like it was back in the day. It's kind of, kind of like Western hognose, you know, everyone's got a morph or some kind of, you know, aberrantness to it. Yeah. So what's really cool is when, when I was, when I was a kid and I like saying it, man, it's like, we didn't breed, we just bred leopard geckos, you know, we didn't breed morphs. It was just like, you put two leopard geckos together, you were hatching out a leopard gecko. You know, you weren't hatching out no super carrot tail, hypo, tangerine, albino, mac daddy. Uh, mac daddy. <laughs> you know, you weren't, you weren't doing none of that stuff. Um, you know, so in, you, in the Eubleferous genus, we have um, basically five species and three um, subspecies. Uh, the subspecies really aren't like, just like, you know, I hear... I hear a lot of people, a lot of you guys talk, you know, um, and also on, um, damn, the Godfathers, the Podfathers, I hear them talk, you know, you got, you, you have no really locale, we have no locale data with leopard geckos because it's such a worn, it's such a war torn country. So there's really no field collecting and there's no GPS coordinates on this stuff. So a lot of the, a lot of the, um, I don't want to say locales, but a lot of the subspecies are really just the looks that are described in books. And there's really not like, like I want to put my heart on it, although I do have them because I'm, I'm one of those complete and complete people, you know, I have to have them all. Yeah. Yeah. The full set. I have to I have to get the whole set. So so this this is a Eublepharis fasciolatus. And this is like another wild type. It's very very similar very similar to the macularis. So that's why it's like it's like look it's squeaking. <laughs> very similar. So like if I was to tell you it was a macularis, you really you really wouldn't know unless right. I t- that's why we just don't take the the subspecies so, so serious. You just have to, to trust the person who you got them from. So I'm going to skip the next one because it just likes, looks like the last one. Okay. And the, so here we have, this is a really cool one, man. I really love these, dude. These are dope. And especially um, this one because the story goes that a friend who I got him from, Chad Ramsey, of Ramsey's Reptiles, he um, imported a wild-caught, um, this is a Eublepharis macularis afghanicus. Oh. And he, uh, he collected a wild, oh, not him, but um, a couple college students from Warsaw were doing a, um, a paper on him. So they collected this from uh, the father of this one from the wild and wow. uh i was able to get my hands on this one Dude. the father is no longer with us so this is um 50 spaz and 50 <laughs> line dude it's, it's almost contrast. like a, yeah it's almost like a, a leopard gecko bred with like a a, a velvet gecko 
you know? They're really cool, man. They're very different. And, and I feel, my, me personally, and I have no scientific background, just in case you guys thought I was a doctor or something, I am not. But I feel these are different. These are tiny, tiny little geckos. Um, they're not, they're probably around 45 grams. You can breed them at 45 grams. They'll never get over 50 grams. A regular macularis is somewhere around 70, 75. Um, supposed to be a, um, this is supposed to be a subspecies, but to me, it looks very, very different. Um, size alone, size alone just, just is really different. Yeah. But wait until you guys see the next one. The next dude, one. So, so like sorry, dude, the, I get excited. The subspecies yeah, and stuff though, do we know as far as like the initial stock that was brought into the states way back when? Is there a chance that, that some of those other like the subspecies and stuff got brought in with the sort of the standard what we what we Yeah, so that's why they, they that's why um the leopard gecko today, um many believe to be mutts. So like the Eublepharus macularis was just brought in. They just brought in everything, you know, all at once. And they just threw them just like, just like your chondros. Um, they just bring them in, you know, yeah. and they don't really, unless you trust the person that's bringing them in or they get the GPS coordinates, you got to trust the people. So they just brought them in in lots and lots and lots. And they didn't realize they were any different. So there, we we just consider them to be mutts. Do do we know the like the majority of the ones that came in like the seventies and eighties? Do we know what like the one of the, more of the main countries were? Like, was it mostly Iran or like neighboring? You know, because I imagine like there's um. Sorry about my phone. Oh, you were a professional. I am a professional. It, it, it's it's. It's one of those things where they call three times in a row and it, it allows it to go through. Um, my apologies, everyone. <laughs> so do we know like the country of origin for most of them? Like obviously countries are really big and there's a lot of different localities within a single country. But like, do we know most of them are Iranian or Afghani or what have you? Um, as far as the as far as the the Afghanicus, um, they're, they're from Afghan. They're supposed to be Baglani area, which is kind of like the middle, I believe. Um, these, um, I, I really don't, we have a Turkmenicus, which is a, a species that's from Turkmenistan. I do know that this guy, this guy is, um, this guy's mainly from Pakistan and India and wait until you see this guy, he'd blow you away, man. I don't know if you can get Lord. the size of him. Hold on. Holy a crap. Token. That's a, that's a huge gecko. <clears throat> Wow. And for those of you who can't tell, uh, Kevin's not a short man. He's he's a, he's a big guy with some big mitts. So that that gecko is diesel. It's like the size of an adult toke. Yeah, this guy, bigger this guy. This, it's hard to tell because he's this guy's a a, a mon, here. Look, here's a pen. Come here, dude. It's hard to do on the phone. The computer was better for show and tell. I practiced it all. So. A pen to the head. Wait, hold on. And look at those dorsal stripes, man. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell, buddy. Dude, his head's the size of your thumb. His head's bigger than yeah, your thumb. No, his head, his head is... Yeah, the yeah. camera's all, like, inverted, so it's hard to... Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Hold on. That's why Come I struggle on, so much with the pointing in the... Uh... 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that contrast is awesome. He's really cool, man. He's about 150 grams. Oh. Wow. Wow. And about 11 and a half inches. Wow. He's really cool. I try now. Hopefully, it looks like my females grab it. They also, what is really cool about this species is that um, they it takes like three or four years for them to breed. So the standard the standard uh, macularis they um, they breed within one year. You can have a 10, 11 month old macularis from year to year. You can hatch out babies. That's why people like them so much in the morph game because you can go really fast. Yeah. If if you're playing with morphs, you can you can move your projects like super fast. I just love the contrast in the dark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, that might be my favorite one yet. So, and this is the Turkmenistan one. This is a Ublepharus um, angermanu. It's called. This isn't the the um, the Turkmenis the Turkmenicus is a much smaller one, um, which is. species um some people thinking that they uh, the turkmenicus breeds into macularis just fine and you can get viable offspring from the offspring um so people are thinking they were separated but people are thinking that they're um the same maybe like a subspecies or something uh to me they look very different they're also very very small so like if just to give you a let's see if i can do this Wow. Wow. That gives you a much better idea of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's incredible. And Phil, man, you know, Phil, I would love to have you over, man, for a barbecue. You and Anna Marie are invited anytime, man. You're right around the corner. I would love to show you all my stuff, man, because nothing like having a reptile guy over to another reptile guy's house, man, because, you know, you know how it is, man. I was just at my buddy John's house. And I got him all psyched because I'm over his house seeing his stuff, man. I'm going crazy like a baby in a candy <laughs> store, man. And and he's just feeding off of my he's just feeding off of me, man. You know, I love, love showing it. love showing my stuff off, man, because then most yeah. of the time I'm there by myself. I do share with my kids, but uh a lot of times I'm there by myself. So when you have a friend over and you're showing him your stuff, there's nothing like it, man. That's oh great. yeah. Is I'm definitely taking up on that. What's the? Is it the supers? It's the like the the really juiced like bigger leopards. Were, so crossed into something similar to that, were they not? No. Well, you know, supposedly there's a guy named Ron Tremper, which is kind of like the the godfather of leopard yeah. geckos. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and he, you know, people were claiming that they were crossed into the Angramanu. The Angramanus are completely different they're bigger first of all than the than the super giants um i bred super i i breed super giants but i'm kind of like getting away from them because they you know at first when i first got into super giants six years ago um they were supposedly an incomplete dominant and then i bred them and i was like there's no way these are incomplete dominant because they were acting so polygenic i mean you'd hatch out You'd hatch out some big ones, but but there'd be um, there'd be some small ones mixed in, and then they were supposed to be like you breed the incomplete, just the supers, the whole deal. But I I I really believe is to be polygenic, and you know a lot of the guys would say um, 
you know, in their in their write-ups, they would be like, oh, we don't, you know, on their pages, we don't sell slow growers. We don't sell slow growers or runs in this. Well, if it was incomplete domino or even recessive, there'd be no such thing as uh, slow growers or runs. Everything would come out. I mean, you right. never, when you breed two trempers, when you breed two albinos together, you never get slow growing albinos or maybe won't be albino. It's always an albino. So if you're breeding super giants together, you should never get a small gecko. You should always get big geckos. But it acts polygenic and, and you know. So moving on here. This one, this one is, um, you know, Justin, I bought, and I'm really glad I bought your magazine, man, at the last show because, you know, I, I like the fact that you were doing those magazines and I got the hard copy um, because... There was a special. Th there's a special line in the in the hard copy, all in the online one too that I read. That was like, um, "Can you imagine a bold stripe hard wiki?" Yeah, yeah, that so, was. Um, so here, this is uh, over in I think Germany or Austria, and that's yeah, yeah, uh, the guy from Germany. I had um, never even heard of that species until he had. So this had, is this is a so Euglephrus cool. hard wiki eye. Oh, that's awesome! The Indian leopard geckos, right? Indian leopard gecko. It's a, it's an East Indian leopard gecko. That's they're awesome. really cool. They're kind of like fat tails. Um, they like it kind of cooler. They're from the forest area. They're they're um they're high up in the mountains in the forest area, but they mm -hmm. hang around streams. They like it more humid. In fact, if you you know, I forget the, Phil. You you were talking about um some website where you put in uh. You put in some some where it is, and it tells you the rainfall and the humidity and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's there's several several different apps that do that now. So I forget what it was, but I because I, I pushed it out of my my brain for other stuff that I wanted to get in there. Right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was great because when I was playing with it, I found out that these guys have the exact same uh, temperature and humidity as South Florida, man. Really. really? And I would like I'm gonna I've been wanting to do it for a year now and I haven't done it yet because I got a lot of shit going on. But I want to get them a really nice outdoor cage in my garden, man, and uh, try these guys outdoors because I think they would be perfect over here. In fact, a bunch of my stuff I want to try outdoors um, because most people they were known as like um, desert animals, right? Yeah. But oh yeah, they're not desert animals, man. They they like it humid, man, and and a lot of times they'll hang out in their humid hide. Um, I mostly don't provide humid hides because I keep like a South Floridian. When I stick a humid hide inside my tank, it gets too humid. Um, my gecko, my reptile room is basically sixty percent humidity all the time. Yeah. If if I stick if I stick a humid hide in the tub then it'll bump it up to like 80 and then maybe like a respiratory or something like that. And I don't want to mess with that. Yeah, get more so Unless a gecko is like having a problem shedding or a laying female, I won't put a humid hide. These guys are kind of like fat tails. Look at the eyes. Dude, it's, it's as much as I love African stuff. That's way cooler than a fat tail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dude, the, the head on that thing is awesome. Thank you. They had pictures of the, the habitat and stuff too. I'm trying to pull up the article right now, actually. And, uh, Anna Maria is in the group chat right now. So uh, Anna Maria, Kevin invited us to come down and play with geckos. So we got to go out to dinner with him. Not just geckos, snakes, tortoises, snakes, iguanas, everything. the whole the whole deal, the whole megillah. 
<laughs> we're in, baby. We're in. So check. So check this out. So why why I was so interested in that magazine article? Because lo and behold, Kevin Barron did nothing to deserve this, but love wild types and morphs at the same time, and I hatched out the first bold oh, strike. Wow. What? Oh my god! The first bold strike ever. Ever, yeah, you sent me for that not long after that came out, didn't you? Yeah, like that's yeah. what that was part of my research. Like, so I'm like trying to figure out if anybody ever hatched. I contacted all the main people, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they've always been hatched out as far as time people know, they've been hatched out banded. And for some reason, I was blessed with this beauty right here uh, a striped, incredible. One. Is that a male Absolutely. or female? You know, Billy, Billy would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. And Billy would be Dustin proud. Dustin Grand just joined in, and like I feel like he needs to get in this too because Dustin's our, our fellow gecko brethren. Yeah, and, I mean, he's Coleonics guy, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Coleonics too. I just never really got it. Like, so my, my, um, we'll get into it, but if we got time, but my reptile keeping has kind of been morphing along with the morphs. So, you know, um, I love, I love the geckos and I love the morphs. I try to do too much, but instead of being like a breeder, um, of everything, I want to be, I, I want to go back to my old ways and, and kind of be a Noah's Ark, you know, um, I really love keeping multiple species and, uh, the, the, the in the genus Eublepharis gives me a little bit of the opportunity to keep different things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, and and kind of like I, I still mess with a few morphs, but I I've really dialed down um, over the last two years. Uh, my morph game um, is kind of like I, I I like it still. I, I'm really into it still, and I love watching and I love seeing new things. Um, I like I really get excited when I see people doing different things. Um, I got rid of all my I got rid of almost all my orange geckos. Because I, I kind of got a little tired of orange geckos. I don't want to piss anybody off. And, and that's kind of cool, man. I mean, people are into orange geckos. Yeah. Um, that's, not, that's not who I am and what I'm about. Uh, I really like the wild types. I'm, I'm eventually, I have a few projects that I've been working on for about five, six years. And I kind of want to see them come to fruition. And, and, and then really, I just want to breed wild types because I just love them so much. Um, you know, my, my game has been like, I walked into my room about, um, I'd say about two, three weeks ago. And I was, and I was just like, man, I'm so, I got so many racks. I was built, like I built racks all around my garage, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty cool. But I'm like, man, you ever seen a leopard gecko hunt, dude? It's so dope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're wagging that tail, man. And, and they're vicious little guys, man. They're so cool. And and I'm like I'm kind of like missing out on that man you know and, yeah. and with the with the racks and I do see them they when I walk in they they come up and they get on the glass or they're sitting in their food bowl and they're super cool still don't get me wrong but you know I, I kind of at the point where I'm feeling like they're trading cards rather than you know something that like reptiles man right. you know and I just love these guys I mean look at that bro it's so mm -hmm. cool dude it's crazy you that know face, I love man, these the white guys. face. Dude, yeah, so I never, dope. 
I'll never forget when I was a kid, when I one of the first things I learned was I guess the original name Leopard Gecko was not because they're striped, but I guess the guy that wrote the original, you know, modern paper said that they pounce on their prey like leopards. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I never heard that, man. I mean, who knows? It could be BS, but I was a kid. But it's still cool, man. I'm going to tell that story like it's real. <laughs> yeah. How's it go? Uh, uh, never let a, a false truth get in the way of a good story. Check this out. I got, I got, now that one was cool, man. But this one is really like, this one's the bee's knees, dude. This one is dope. And these guys are cool. These guys have different, like, so most leopard geckos have um, tubercles, uh, which are those little knobs all over the leopard geckos, kind of give mm -hmm. them, like, more of, a, like, a, a roughness to their skin uh, for protection. The bumpies. The bumpies. These guys, come on, dude. You're cold and everything. You shouldn't even be moving right now. This, oh. This is um, Eublephrus fuscus. And as I showed you before, the hard wiki, the one that you, the guy wrote the article, mm -hmm. these are the West, these are the West Indian leopard geckos. Oh, okay. So, so they have beef. These guys, these guys wear blue. The other ones wear red. <laughs> yeah. So Bandana is out their pocket. These guys, these guys are, um, these guys, I don't know. They got that kind of like. I don't know. I like to, you know, like kind of like a Gila monster, that reticulation. Yeah. That I just love, man. Well, it's weird that it like in that band in the middle there, it sort of like yeah, stopped and it goes back to being sort of more spotted and then it goes back to the reticulation. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the and yellow legs. Velvety. They're like velvety. Um, they're like velvet geckos almost, mm -hmm. man. So they don't have any tubercles on top? Nothing. They're completely That's crazy. Yeah, they're completely smooth, man. That's awesome. They're really now, is it because of the terrain or just they still like a, a rocky, you know, uh, arid type gecko or no? They're an arid gecko. They're an arid gecko. But but again, you know, they say they're an arid gecko. But then I, I go look where they're from and they're from like um, they're from West India, which is like more. Um, uh, I think it's like Desha, maybe. Mm -hmm. and, and and you know it's still like it's more humid it's more humid than in india than we think it is i believe because every time i go and look up something it, i'm like whoa that that's like south florida but that's why everything lives here and that's why we have you know everything yeah yeah right <laughs> oh that is too cool man too cool so and then oh i lost you okay so i have one more to show y'all and that's the one that's from Turkmenistan. And um, that's the one that I was talking about might be like, um, might be just the same species, but this, but they separated it, but it's very similar. It's also very, very small. And it's, it's very lanky. Look, it's very lanky. Oh, wow. And it's got a little thin tail. You know, yeah, it, it, almost, it, it almost just looks like a normal reduced pattern, but yeah. it's clearly not. They they all they all look like this. Like I I hatch out, I hatched out a few of them last year. It was my first year breeding them, and they all hatched out exactly the same. Wow, that's super cool, man. So so they're really cool too. And and 
I have them all, you know. And there, there's actually, um, there's actually one more. Um, I just don't have it because I didn't import it with everybody, with a few other people that imported it this year. But luckily, a friend of mine did. Um, it's called a Eublephris sataparensis, which is from the Satapura, the Satapura Hills. And it's, it's really, it's definitely, definitely something, something different, like a new species. It completely looks different than everything else. So it's not just like a take on, it's not like a take on the subspecies that I showed you earlier. It's actually something different. But uh, I didn't want to get into importing, uh, importing it. Not that I haven't imported something, but I just, uh, I'm kind of slowing down on the leopard geckos and 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 moving in a not only say a new direction. I'm always going to keep my geckos, but uh, I just wanted to try to get into some other stuff. And you know, money's always an issue. You know, so it's if yeah. money was an issue, I, I would have got those guys along <laughs> um, the other stuff I got. Yeah, it makes sense, man. But dude, you're you're killing it, bro. Those things are absolutely amazing. Thank you, thank you. I, I I love having friends that are into unique and and eclectic stuff and like. I had no idea those things even existed. Like, that's awesome. You know yeah, what I mean? Trying to, I'm trying to look up a phylogenetic tree right now, if I can find one, because I'm curious. Oh, I, super cool. I, I like hearing that you guys like to see that, man. I really wanted to share with the audience and, like, bring to light oh, yeah. the, the, the genus in itself, because there's so much more than people think. Um, you know, leopard geckos are, like, second to ball pythons on the jokes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, so we've all owned ball pythons. We've all owned almost every. I've never had a ball. I've never had a ball python. You never had a ball. Oh, I've never had one. a ball python. I'm, I'm buying In fact, one the like only that. snake, the only snake I ever had up until recently was a reticulated python. When I was 18 years old, I moved out of my parents' house. I got a reticulated python because it's my favorite snake. I mean. Dude, come on. Orange eyes, the the iridescence, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if I could, if I could keep super dwarfs, man, I would have bro, I would I would get rid of bro the super dwarfs, man. They're like smaller versions of the mainlands, dude. They're oh, insane, yeah. dude. And if yeah. I could keep those, I would have them for sure. Guaranteed. Yeah, man. The only retics I ever had were were super dwarfs. And I had uh jampeas with tiger in them and dude the thing was like five six years old and it was only five foot it was awesome awesome that's killer that's oh, what man they the slayer and they got um oh, i forgot the smallest one that's that's uh, that's very popular with a, with a k right yeah with a k where's where's ryan cox in the uh group chat he's got to chime in he's a dwarf guy the kalatoa 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 so yeah I always mix it up with Krakatoa. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. But that, um, you know, I had a couple of things. I had a really cool, um, I had a lot of stuff get stolen out of my yard when I moved back to my parents' house. And uh, one being the retic, another being um, my veiled chameleons. And uh, I, yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, man, I got a really cool, a really cool thing on my wall, Sean, uh, in my family room. I got like a really cool genus speech, a species poster. Really, really cool. That's awesome, man. It's so cool to see unique, wild, you know, it, it's not 
because we bred it to make it look like that. It's just it's naturally occurring. It's yeah, awesome. There's even a Himalaya one. That's super cool. Yeah, man, it's really neat, dude. I love them so much, dude. So cool. Huh. Yeah. So now, so wait, one one more thing. I almost forgot. So, so as far as like um the one the Angramanu that I showed you, uh, it's possible that I heard word coming out, and this happened. I heard a year ago that uh, so it still hasn't come out. But there's a paper that might be separating uh that that's a Masjed Solomon. So. As far as we know right now, there's three or four different locales, um, one being the Elam locale, the Masjid Solomon locale, and the Kerman Shah locale. Um, I have, I was, I kind of was the first person to get the Masjid Solomon locale from one of the people that imported them, and his John with Gecko Bo. I don't know if you guys ever had him on. Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um he's like the he's like the guy, you know, he's he's like the leopard gecko guy that you go to for all your leopard gecko needs, you know, like yeah, he, he you trust his genetics and and you know, he does he doesn't bring in like he wouldn't sell a locale unless he has like like strict information where mm -hmm. he got it from and yeah. and kind of like Meticulous. a paper trail. Yeah, yeah. So he's really he does his due diligence. I know that like people like to say that shit, due diligence. But he does his due diligence um, on where his stuff comes from. So it was really like my main guy where, where I get it from. So, Super cool, man. Yeah, man. I, I, the rabbit hole I'm gonna go down after the show. It's just gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. So so really, we'll get you over here soon, man. If you got time, I got time. We'll, we'll get you over here and you can rabbit hole in my uh, gecko hole. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <That's> right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is the exact stuff that I was talking about. Like, we can pull this up instantaneously if we wanted to. I mean, how many years ago yeah. did it have taken to get this information? Yeah. You know? I mean, how many TFH books did we own that didn't have yeah. any comprehension that this even existed, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, um, you know, I, I really would like to move into more more um, vivariums and some more naturalistic stuff so I can enjoy them a little more. Um, not taking away from racks because racks, like everybody says, racks have their place and um, racks are great. I really enjoy racks. I think that reptiles enjoy racks personally. Um, I kind of have like, I, you know, you guys talk about it all the time and there's a big thing in our community called enrichment and um you know, I, I, I don't know how much enrichment, like, does a, is a, does a leopard, can a leopard gecko tell between a rock and a Tupperware? I don't know. You know, I mean, are their brain, can their brains, can their brains process that as a piece of Tupperware and not a rock? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they're all, they also don't have the stress of trying to get away from like predators and stuff. I mean, if you've ever seen a leopard gecko in the wild, they look nothing like our leopard geckos as far as being fat, man. I wouldn't even know how to kill a leopard gecko. The things are, are insane. Another reason why I got into uh, leopard geckos is because my first love is cyclura. Like, I love cyclura so much. But, you know, cyclura, big. The food bell's huge. Oh, yeah. It's hard to have tons of them because you need, like, major space for one. And uh, It's a new I, dog. When I first got into them, I was like, bro, I could keep so many reptiles in a little space. 
like bam, 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 you know? And I was just like, I just went to town building racks, building racks, building racks and, and just getting more and more and more. And, uh, you know, at one point I had like 300, uh, once like baby season came around and, um, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I was hatching out so many and I work about 50 hours a week, 45 hours a week. So, you know, taking care of all that really was taking a toll on me, um, for like three years straight. And, and, and finally, um, Last year, I decided to kind of take a break, but still work on the projects that I was working on. I kind yeah, of I kind of fell into my niche. Um, last year was a really big year for me because I, I, I kind of felt like I was coming into my, where I wanted to be in my reptile keeping. Yeah. Um, you know, so like it took me about four or five years to learn that. Um, but I'm in a really good place right now. And and. You know, I really know what I like and I really know what I want to work on. And and with the morphs, what, you know, I'm working on three of my own projects. It's really my stuff is very different from what other people are working on. I, I don't know if people people seem to like my stuff, but, you know, I don't. Yeah. It's very different. And and, you know, I love the community. I mean, I just have to say that I hear a lot of people complaining about you know, the community this, community that. But, dude, I have nothing but love, man. I swear, I've only, in, in the six years I've done it, I've only had one hater, which is really ridiculous. And and I'm not on Facebook, really. So I do nothing on Facebook. Like, I barely ever see Facebook. Um, but somebody sent me a link to somebody shitting on me. And it was the weirdest thing in the world because I, I couldn't even believe it. The guy is like a like a well-known guy, and he's sitting here <laughs> shitting on me, dude, for no reason. It's so jealousy, man. It's the internet. Yeah, it's it's jealousy, man. I changed, I changed his mind, but he was telling me I didn't know what I was talking about. It's like telling me, hey, he's not selling albinos, blah, 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 blah. These are normals. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But the difference is leprechauns are very strange, and people don't know this. Like you can hatch a dark, you can hatch a dark albino. All you have to do is keep the temperature real, real low. And not only that, if you raise your if you raise your leopard geckos at a low temperature, they'll hold that dark color throughout their lives. Um, if you, even if you hatch out a leopard gecko at a higher temperature, so when you hatch out a leopard gecko at 90 degrees, it's going to be brighter and it's going to have more color than a gecko hatched out at 80. So, do you um, think that has? Do you think that has something to do with a lot of? You know, back in the day, we used to say, okay, if you have a a high white or leucistic leopard gecko and it gets too much uvb because they had the stereotypical pet shop you know template of how you set the cage up heat lamp here uvb there and we always thought they got sunburned where you had this bright beautiful white baby gecko and by the time it's breeder size it's kind of gray and washed out do you think it has something to do with incubation temperature or do you really think it's the uvb just sunburning them no, I, I don't think it's the UVB sunburning. In fact, today, a lot of people are starting to use UVB on, on geckos because, like, if you, you – that guy from Arcadia that wrote that book, he wrote a book that's saying a lot about, like, UVB and leopard – people don't think, like, leopard geckos are crespular. Crespular? Is that how you say it? So they come out, like, kinda, like, at dusk. Yeah. And they're saying, like, UVB hits all these animals, like, whether or not – it hits like their their foot is hanging out of a rock crevice or or even the the sun is going into like bouncing off the leaves bouncing off the forest floor and into that rock crevice i mean somehow they're getting uvb just a little bit so it's helping them so 
with the Mur with with what you call leucistic is really not a leucistic. It's called a Murphy's patternless. And the Murphy's patternless has a tendency to do that very washed out gray color as they adult up. Um, a lot of times, um, a while ago, they were more like that. Today, they're more like a yellowish color with the line breeding and everything, and they're brighter. Interesting. But um, yeah, they used to be that very gray color, and people were calling them leucistic, but they're not true leucistics because they have just normal eyes. They don't have the blue colored eyes. Oh, um, all right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, man. So, so I was. I'm trying. I'm actually getting. So I just set up. Moving on, I just set up like my snakes. Like so, I do have snakes. I have Justin's favorite, the Ganyasoma Bulgeri. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rhino rats, and actually, um, they're F1. Like I import. I actually imported them from Europe, and they're supposed to be F1s from wild caught. Uh, parents, which are really cool, and then um, I, I, April twentieth, I'm supposed to get the Bulgeri uh, Hainanensis, mm -hmm. which are from the Hainan Islands, kind of like off of China. Yep, which should be really cool. I mean, they really don't look too different. They kind of like as babies, they kind of look very similar. Um, they have um, as adults, they lose that that eye stripe, and then they have like a double. Uh, L'Oreal scale, I think it's called, like mm -hmm. right here by their eye, like right underneath, instead of just the rhino rat having one, they have two, which I don't know how, I don't know how uh, different it is, but like I was telling you guys before, I have to have them all. So when I, I like, there's two rhino rats, I want them both, you know? So, so. Yeah, man. And is the, is the Hainan Island ones like uh, uh, a sm smaller because it's an island species or no? Uh, you know, I don't think they know enough about them. I like I read the little I read the paper that that came out on them and they didn't mention anything about a difference in size. Um, they show they showed them and it looks like the rostral scale on the front is more straight as opposed to um, the sort one at slight I mean, angle. Yeah, yeah. Up at an angle. I mean, I don't know. I don't even really know, like. Did they bring them in? Were they like the ones we have in the States? Were, are they all like mutts as opposed? Like, cause they were breeding them. They were breeding them together. I don't know. Yeah. Justin, is there anything in messenger's book about, uh, about the like barrier Island Chinese look? No, cause that, uh, that paper came out after the book was released. Um, I talked to messenger about it a little bit and I know him, him and, uh, most and, and Rob, uh, Bob Rock are kind of on the fence about the whole thing. I think Messenger said a subspecies would be more seemed to him to be more accurate than a full species thing because sure. that island in particular isn't very far off the coast of China, so there's still yeah, and it's a pretty it's a, big island too. Small enough gap for things to yeah. travel back and forth. It's not like completely separated from the mainland, but um, I mean, looking at pictures, if you see a picture of of sort of the traditional. Belangeri that we that we usually see, and compared to the Hainanensis, you know, you would be able to tell that there are they're they're clearly different coloration wise because they are missing that that black stripe, um, you know. But as far as like whether or not they're a full species or or what, I mean, it's taxonomy. It's just like that episode you did with Casey. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I get it, man. It's gonna depend on who you ask, you know. So does it does a double does a double does a double scale right here like? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm just going mm -hmm. off. I just wanted to, I kind of just, they're very like, 
they, I actually got a really good, they're very similar in price. So to me, it was like very easy. It wasn't like I was paying like three right, times right. more. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very, in fact, I, I imported them. I, I imported them for less than what Bulger and I is going for today. You know, like, so, you know, I, I don't, I, people of the rhinos have really gone up in value over here. I mean, people are very interested in them now. They really are cool snakes. Um, mine are still pretty small, starting to get the yellow chin underneath. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it took a while. I don't know if it's because they were F1 or they were imported, but it took me a very long time to get them to actually start eating very well. And there's not a hundred percent there. Um, I had to do the minnows first and then I had to do the minnows with the pinkies and then the pinkies in the water. And I'm still, you know, I still got pinkies floating in water. I'm at that point right now. Hopefully I'll get out of it soon. They don't want to take it from me with my tongs or holding them to hands and hitting them. They don't want any of that. They just want me to put them in the bowl with water and walk away. And I'm saying like, peace, man, I'm down with that. So de-stress, you know, there really are, man, I got into a board. Like I went to my, I have a friend, John, um, of Palm beach colubrids. I don't know if you follow them on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Um, I went to a snake. I went to his snake room about uh, th- two, three years ago, and I just fell in love. With- he doesn't have rhino rats, but I just fell in love with some snakes, man. And that that kind of like, I I have what I'm working on with snakes. I have everything I want, right? You know how it is, but I really am locked into everything I have right now as far as snakes go. So my favorite snake is Phrynonax pacillinotus, which is the birdie, uh, the neotropical bird eaters. So they're, they're kind of like, um, they're nothing to see. They're nothing to see as babies, man. But if you, if you check out my Instagram page, man, and you go look at my last reel that I posted and you see that sucker, oh, yeah, going to want those, man. There is nothing cooler than those snakes, man. They go through an ontogenetic color change like you wouldn't believe, man. There you go. Yeah. And hey, dude, so Billy Hunt has some, and I love feeding his because do do yours do the thing where they bite the prey item and then they freak out and thrash around and go crazy no my mine don't do that my mine really mine are, are super like sometimes like they're cool when you get them out but bro they're and mine aren't that big but dude they're they like open their mouth like 90 degree angle <laughs> yeah they're coming at you bro like like i'm glad they're small right now but they chill out as adults man but uh uh, they're so beautiful, man. That that change that they go through is insane, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super I love, cool. I love those. And then um, I wanted to do mainly a boreal species. So you know, right now I'm busy setting up a boreal cages. Like Justin, I have exact. Like I don't have any um, of those badass black box cages, which I love. Black box, man. I, I tell every. I try to get everybody to buy black box just because I do believe. Like in turnaround time alone, and and the way you guys speak to them, and and Justin speaks about them, and and the way they glide, you know, and I trust you guys, man. The way you talk about them, so I try to send people to them just because, you know, turnaround time in our hobby is really important. I mean, you might not know yeah. that some racks like right away, but like when you order racks, you don't want to wait six months for them. You know, and to hear that black box has two week turnaround and maybe a little more for some custom stuff is pretty amazing, man. 
you know, and, and, and I think it is, I mean, people need racks like stat, you know, a lot of times we're not planners, you know, we don't know when we're going to need a rack or maybe we wait to the last minute, or maybe we don't have the money for a rack. So we're like, wait till we order. And then, then you got to wait six months. That shit ain't cool, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to bring up the, uh, here before you a do high that, res version of that, but I'll show you. Uh, she's gonna hate me for posting this on here, but I love her still. That's one of Billy's. Is it up there? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Billy, Billy has that red with that those red ones, right? Yeah, it's got this like orange up in here, and super cool. Yeah, those are really cool, man. I, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite, man. And, and they they are really cool, man. And then um, and then Barons, man. I love that. I I saw Justin. You just got a Barons. Uh, I what, did. That, bro, over the weekend. Great snakes, man. I mean, the one cool thing about the Barons over the rhinos, which I love the rhinos. They're super chill, dude. They just they just hang out, man. You can hang out with your rhino all the time. I could not with the Baron. You can't do this with the Barons, but I could put a rhino on my tree in my backyard and take some mad ass crazy pictures and uh, they'll never get away. You put a right. band, you put a Barons down. That shit's gone, dude. That, whoosh. I mean, it's a racer for a reason, oh, but, yeah. but the racer, the Barons racers chill. I mean, they're not like crazy, like a black racer, you know, they'll, they wrap around your hand and they'll hang. And the cool about the cool thing about the Barons racers is the, the name. Actually, the name is really freaking cool. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but you, you, yeah, you, right. He's you know what's cool? You know what's cool? <laughs> you know what's cool about the Barons Racers, man? They're so visual, man. So like, oh, yeah. so like, you know, they'll they'll just be and they hang out all the time. Like they're always out in the open, chilling around the cage and wrapping around stuff. And when you move, they're like, you know, they're just like watching all the time. It's really cool, man. I love those guys. So the, the Gendra wants to know if is the blue recessive in the Barons? Oh, I would love to know that, man. You know, <laughs> you, you you can go you can go into any Facebook like I did groups. I I actually got back on Facebook to go into groups for Barons Racers and for um the rhinos and and some new snakes that I didn't really know much about. But then I was like, yeah, this is why I'm not in groups. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and I don't know, something about like, so six years ago when I decided to do leopard geckos, you know, I was driving back and I came up with my name with my daughter. I'm like, mutant geckos. And, and then I decided I'm going to do Instagram because I don't like Facebook. And I just ran with Instagram, man. But I got back on and no one really knows. That's a hard thing. Um my buddy John hatched out blue to blue pairings and he kind of hatched out kind of like a greenish, a greenish blue one. Um, I, I have, um, I have a 1.1 of blues and I have a 1.0 green. No, my bad. I got a, a 0.1 green. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm going to breed greens. Uh, again, I would like to get a Brown because, you know, just to have the, I love them so much. I mean, they're such great snakes and to have set up a boreal uh, is a killer, man. You know, like 
to walk into to have a mini serpentarium is like my dream like i don't need to have people over but just to walk into my room and have every snake with uvb and grow lights and some plants and you know a big enough tank for them to chill out in that's kind of like that's the direction i was going that's the direction i'm going now you know like yeah for, menagerie for five years i did rats and 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 kind of um I feel like it's it's a growing thing, you know. It's sure. like it's like you're learning as you go. You're kind of morphing into how you want to be and figuring out where you want to be in the reptile hobby. And uh, I love it, man. I love I love podcasts. Um, all the information out there is so killer, man. You're full of you're full of crazy information, man. I listened to your um, three venom venom. What is it? Exchange radio. Venom exchange radio. First of all, <laughs> I gotta say, man, the crumpets, dude. I love the <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. Thank the you. Voice with Nipper's voice, it's like the per Nipper's got a cool voice. And Nipper seems like a really cool dude. I could hang out with Nipper, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, he's yeah. he's a, become a really, really good friend. He he he's really cool. He's very knowledgeable. I like I like how he keeps, I like how he thinks. So yeah. It really that that podcast is really going to go far, I believe, man. Thanks, man. I really and, appreciate and it that. Really, um, it's really you know, people. I don't know how if people understand this, but I feel like um, even with leopard geckos, so much of stuff transfers into other stuff. If you don't know sure. what I mean, like like I I like to say with the morphs, um, same thing, different package. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, especially with morph breeding, you know, it's like whether you're breeding, you know, you, you got your neurological problems in this transferred and neurological problems in that. And, and people are breeding the same things and, and they just transferring each other. The way you keep your, the way you keep your arid things are the same way I keep my arid things, whether it's the, a total different species, whether it's a snake or it's a gecko or it's a lizard, man, you know, um, you know, if your stuff is from Senegal and my stuff is from Senegal, you know, they're living basically the same way, you know? Yeah. So I try to use all the information and all the knowledge you guys to better my keeping. And I feel like most people could do that. You know, I, I watch ball python stuff. I don't ever plan on getting a ball python, um, you know, but I feel like a lot of things that I can learn from that community, like I can learn from the venom community. I, you know, I, I one day would love to keep Gila monsters. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but but uh, but I know I could learn from the Venom community and apply sure. the stuff in my what I'm working with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's a great way to think. It, it's a great way to, to you know keep your horizons expanding. You know, I love learning, man. And, and, yeah. I, and that's why I love these podcasts, because I just learned so much and and. And the characters you have on are, are very knowledgeable. The Billy Hunts, the Casey Cannons, the the Bob Rocks, you know. Uh, every time every time Wyman's on, man, Dr. Wyman and, and the Croc yeah. Daddy, dude, those guys are rock stars in my mind, man. Because, I mean, Wyman is so knowledgeable on everything. I mean, just to hear him talk, I, I mean, I listened, uh, I listened to the last podcast he was on, which was on... Um, Corn stars. Corn stars, man. Yeah. Dude, just, that, that episode was fantastic, man. Fantastic episode. Yeah. And, and I loved it, man. And, you know, I even I even contacted Justin about it because, you know, they talk a lot about the Miami phase. And, and uh, 
you know, I don't know if if you share my same experience as the Miami phase, but um, I told Justin really the Miami phase, like I've you've caught any corn snakes in, yeah. in Miami, right? Like yeah. a lot of times, <clears throat> normal corn snakes, your normal kind of like beige-ish with yeah. saddles, but. If you go down like anywhere from the Keys to Homestead to like the beginning of the Everglades, that's where you catch your your grays with the with the red saddles. Yeah. Is that is that your same experience? Yeah. And, and what's crazy is like so before <clears throat> excuse me, before meeting all of our friends. Look at that animal. Jeez Louise. You know, you know, that's uh that's from Terry Burwell. Oh, uh, of course it is. Of course it is. That you know, screams I, I, Terry. I, I, I send that picture to Ter- I send that picture to Terry, and he was like, "Ah, uh, you know, like, like that's so good. Like, like why'd I sell that one? You know?" <laughs> uh, yeah. For, for anyone listening to this in your car, you need to. It's uh, one hour sixteen minutes even. Jump on YouTube. Check out this picture. Frostbite. It's that blue. Yeah, literally. I feel like I feel the winter green in my mouth. That's how blue it is. <laughs> that. That that's a that's the real color, man. Too. That's not yeah. like doctored or anything. That dude. that's fast, dude. I love that one too. Just to, dude, the, the green is insane. I just I just yeah. love the zipper that goes down the back. Oh yeah, I love the zipper. But you know, I just picked up a female blue about a week or two ago, and it doesn't have that zipper. Really, uh-huh. very faint. It's like it's not even there. I might be able to make it out a little bit. So it, it's kind of got such a different look. There's the neotropical Priscilla notice, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, my my um my Pacilla notice are still che- they're they're not there yet, dude. I I just went to I just went to Palm Beach Colubrids two weeks ago, and I was just like, man, like I'm holding all these like six six footers, man, and I'm just like, damn. And then soon, brother, soon. Yeah, yeah, soon, man. But it's all right, dude. It's a process. I love I love uh the ontogenetic color change stuff. So just to be able to enjoy it, man, and. And another thing, so like, I kind of got into hog nose too a little bit. I'm not gonna go crazy into the hog nose, but um, you know, I have the certain things I'm working with. But I fell in love with what's there, there's the sable. That's cool. So, so nice. I I fell in love with this. Um, and you know what's really cool about the hog nose, man? It's gonna blow your mind. My wife hates freaking snakes, dude. But she comes in the garage to hold the hog nose. Go, <laughs> nice. Go figure, man. But I won't let her boop no snoots because there's no booping snoots in this house. <laughs> I love it. It's great. But, but but seriously, man. And and you know what's cool? It's like I went to high school with the guy that I got. And besides, I went to high school with this guy, Jamie. He has J&C hog nose, and he lives five minutes away. Uh, I went to high school with him. So I went over his house, and, and I just was like, damn, bro, I need to. I need to grab some of those. So, so I have pretty much what I'm working with is the hog. You know, it's so crazy. I had zero snakes. I had zero snakes like uh, about a year and a few months ago. And now I think I have uh, 24. Awesome. That's the way to do it, man. Look at those two. Jeez. That's proof that that is actually blue. Like, yeah, there you go. Legit. The video. Yep. 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 Look at that blue. Oh, awesome. Yeah, man, again, I, I just like, I kind of got what I like and I, I kind of stuck with it, you know, and, and that, that hog nose is sick right there. That lemon ghost moment, man. Like, Which one's yeah, that? that one, the, the one next, the one, it's at the top in the screen. It's like, it's like striped kind of. Yeah. I love that snake right there. Oh, it's awesome. I love that snake, dude. That, to me, 
that's a that's a line bread trait by uh, Jeff from JMG, and uh, it's just so amazing looking. It's it's my favorite by far, man. It's got nice. the Wilma stripes across it. I just love it. See, I like reds, man. I like even just basic reds, like not that one's this, killer. This man. stuff's nice, but just your regular red. Red that phase, one just you know, that one the, just shed that one just shed yesterday. It's freaking insane, dude. You know what's so cool about hognose, man? I love hognose. Is they flatten out their necks, dude, and they look like a little cobra, bro. It's yeah. so crazy, and they got the coolest attitudes, man. They bluff strike, dude. They're they're really wicked, man. They're really wicked. I fell in love with snakes, and the craziest part about it is, I kind of like stayed away from snakes for so long time because you know. It's going to sound crazy to you, but snakes don't have eyelids, dude. And I never trusted anything without eyelids. That's why why I have leopard geckos. I don't have any other gecko without eyelids, man. I was like, if you want a place in my house, you need eyelids. (laughs) I love it. It's good. I don't trust things that can't blink. You know... You know, it's really weird because they're always looking at you. Snakes are always looking at you, man. They they never taking your eyes off you. But you know, um, like that guy right there, my my rhinoceros iguana dude. Oh wait, you gotta watch that video, dude. No, that my last video on, oh, I posted it on mutant geckos. My last video. That's that's John's uh, from from Palm Beach Cluebridge. That's his um, that's his blue, and oh. that sucker's. Over six feet. Look at that thing. Wow. Look at that video, man. And and John, John, like, let me tell you something. Palm Beach Clubrids, John, bro, he's a keeper like no other, man. All his stuff is beautiful. Kept in beautiful, like, like four-foot cages by, like, three feet high, man. And he, he has some racks, too, that he keeps, like, Okatees. And, and he has... um. If you were to go to Mutant Geckos, there's there's one video on Mutant Geckos, the last one I posted, a reel. Man, it's so sick. You see a lot of his stuff. That's um this the sulfurous. Yeah, that one right there with the blue. That's his yeah, that video. That's the last video. I mean that's the Dude, last Dude. Those yeah. remind me of the Pseudo Haji gold. That's the Mexican that's oh, yeah. in um, I think, right? Yeah, man. But yeah, Justin, it totally it screams sort of finally. Hush. Yeah, I finally figured like I've been trying to put my finger on it forever, and now it just clicked. Like that's Gold's Krikovas, like to a in, in colubrid form, like without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, man. Awesome. Uh so, I think well, he had a king. He had uh if you click that video, he that video is really I think that's the video. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's a whole bunch of his shit. Uh King Rat, the Okiti is sick, dude. That that's a little tricolor. Um you know, I'm on my phone. The, the king rat. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh, anatheristic king rat. He's got the cave. Do- uh, that's, a, I think, albino king rat. Oh, uh, look at that. Look at those, dude. Oh! Ridley eye. Oh, not that blow your mind, dude? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this guy, dude. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Look at that snake, bro. That's a bird eater. That's the Pacillonotus, man. I'm sorry. I'm getting over That's a Pacillonotus, too. I love those snakes. Look at another one. Right there. That's that green. That's that blue that hatched out with that kind of green. Oh, look at that snake, man. And then bam. The ending. It's like the best montage. Isn't Legit. it dude? Like all like like man, colubrids, bro. Like colubrids how do you not love them? Awesome. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, dude, he's 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 the man, dude. He's got such sick stuff, and his keeping is like stellar, bro. Like, like I don't know, I I, I beef him up, but I'm not beefing him up at all, man. He really is, like he really is, like the bee's knees. Like he's a good keeper, man. Man, it's funny. You can look at a snake in its head, and you can tell just from like without any sort of context of the size. You know that's a that's a big bairns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. Really cool, man. So, so like, I, I've come full circle. I, I really love, I love arboreal species. They're the coolest. Dude, he's got some cool okatees, man. Did you see that okatee in that video? It was sick. Yeah. See, the reverse okatee stuff is awesome. This, the extreme, the ERO stuff, especially those ERO tesseras. Oh, my God. And, dude, his Everglades rats are killer. Yeah, dude. Dude, all his Everglades are Palm Beach County localities, and dude, craziest Everglades you've seen. Radioactive shit. If we can find one. Spotted turtles, those are cool. That's one of my favorite turtle species. Yeah, his his uh, his son, bro, his son built some sick, sick enclosures, man, for like the turtles. I mean, like insane stuff, like like professional zoo rocks ponds. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's- in his backyard it's like going to a zoo like i i i, I should have paid a mission to go into his house Ooh. man i wish i was on my computer man <laughs> excuse me man i got old this year. i need to get some glasses on hold on with <laughs> i don't see any everglades man you know what? It may not. It may not be him. It may be his partner. No, maybe. Because I, I remember. Maybe. I can't remember. If I was talking to John, or if I was talking to his partner about. We we're talking about pygmy rattlesnakes on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, man, you, you know, I, you guys do Everglades, right?" He's like, "Wait till you see this." And basically, you know, he's got some killer spots in Palm Beach County that are right off the lake, and they're private property, and he, his his breeder stock is just phenomenal, dude. Radioactive orange, you know. Dude, look, even the even the Felsuma, man. Awesome. There we go. Did you see I have to show you this because I'm sure you saw it, but hold on a second. Yeah, man, like that one Felsuma just sitting on the, the bromeliad leaf. Like, dude. Oh, yeah, man. For sure. Killer. That that crimson one? Oh yeah. And dude, like I'm not like day geckos freak me out. I feel like I'm gonna rip them apart when like I go near them. But did you see this? No, what's this? Campbell's dusky. Derek got one, I guess. Really? Crotalus Campbelli. Yeah. That's freaking very sweet. cool. He's very also cool. he got some more Ophryechus, which is nice. Like, dude, I'm like rooting for him so hardcore with the Ophryechus stuff because he's. And dude, his subox are looking great too. Yeah, just yeah. keeping with the colubrid theme, dude. His sub. Well, he was he was selling it. a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, dude, what's going on? I was like, where he was like having to get out or something. He's like, no, man. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm just selling a bunch of stuff so I could focus on the uh, smaragdinus. Yeah, I was like, I'm never gonna tell you it's a bad idea to get more yeah. into Opriacus. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> cool group. This is them right here for people that don't know. Yeah, the Emerald Horn Vipers. He did an article on those for the magazine too. Yeah, man. And uh, awesome. It's such man. That's like 
that's one of the genus, uh, one of the species too, that like, it's one of the reasons I want to go to Mexico. Like herping Mexico is like a freaking dream, man. Cause they've got, especially the mountains, you know, like even oh, yeah. closer to the border for us, you know, just this is the kind of stuff that you'll see, man. It's just ridiculous. That's crazy. I think so, Mexico is crazy though, man, to go to Mexico. And I think it's like, I don't know, man. I've heard so many crazy things about Mexico. Yeah, I feel like it's either ARF, either, you know, you got kidnapped or, you know, you went to a resort and had a wonderful time. It's, it's ARF. <laughs> <laughs> Some killer stuff, man. Yeah, dude, click that, click that sub-ox in his hand. Oh. How are your sub-ox doing, man? Uh, they're all right, man. I've got one Davis female that's a pain in my neck, and I thought she was sick, and I realized that she just wants to eat live. She just doesn't want to eat frozen, so I'll give her live hoppers and call it a day. And then I picked up a pair of um, a pair of baby aneries at the last Palm Beach show. Yeah, I saw those ones you picked. Yeah, up. and I'll the girl the girl rolled on me, man. I don't know why. Oh man. So, but the dude is the boy is phenomenal. He will literally eat anything you put in front of him. I, I hand fed him, I've been hand feeding him pinkies. So, like with my fingers, <laughs> probably not the smartest idea, but he's too cute not to. So, uh, we'll cool. see how it goes. Oh, yeah. I love Porthidium. I know you have like a, a thing for the I got Porthidium. a thing for Porthidium, apparently. Um, yeah. No just, one else seems to care about them except yeah, for Derek. Be a man and get some, you know. Casa Celesma. Dude, that is a handful of subox. Look at that. Oh. Look at that. Look, and Phil was even like fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's crazy, man. Who is that? Yeah. You're fun A snakes. That's that's Derek. Apex of Boreals? Yeah, yeah Derek Dykstra. Yeah, Derek's a good guy, man. He is a good dude. With impeccable taste, I might add. He's yeah, got Condros. He's got uh, Apodora. He's got Clobs. Lepidus. Look at that, dude. Those subbox are so cool, man. They're fun, yeah, man. man. They're a freaking blast. And he's got beards. So, you know, hey, the, the cycle <laughs> is complete. Good stuff, man. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Anyways, dude. Awesome. Let me get these glasses on. There we go. So, Kev, man, what's on the horizon? What is on the horizon? Better, better upgrading. I'm into, I'm into upgrading. That's my, that's my thing. No new species, just better keeping. Yeah, uh, dude. I, I, you know, I, I didn't mention my. I have a rhino iguana that you know you have to meet. He's, she's so dope, man. I got her from. Uh, I got her from Starborn Reptiles. Have you you know Starborn by any chance? The name they're up, I've uh, sure seen their stuff. Man, she's so cool, bro. That rhino iguana is the cool boat. The chillest rhino iguana ever, man. Just like nice. dog tame. Uh, I couldn't do it again if I tried. It was just perfect timing, you know, the perfect storm. Yeah. My son was born. Uh, I got the rhino. I raised the rhino in my son's playpen for three years as my <laughs> grown up balls thrown at the cage. My my son kissing the iguana's cage, going in there, craziness going on in the house. And, you know, that's how you raise a tame. That's yeah. how you raise a tame lizard, man. You need you need it in the action, man, and, and yeah. get it. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing. I caught a, I caught the, uh, similis. Yeah. Uh, I caught, it was still green when I caught it. It was probably a few days old, maybe a week. And, uh, it's starting to chill out a little bit, man. I have a thing for iguanas. I love iguanas. My first love, man. And, uh, I'll always keep iguana, especially that rhino iguana. I got a salcada I got in, uh, 2000. It's 22 years old, 110 pounds, 120. Wow. <laughs> um, really cool salcada, man. I can't, uh, I would never get rid of that. The thing's been with me since I was a child, man, you know? I wanted to get a Aldabra, but again, I was 25 years old. I didn't have 1400 bucks. Um, so I got a $40, a $40 Salcata, man, you know, which uh, they need to stop selling those things already, bro. <laughs> like the world would be taken over by freaking a Salcata's already. <laughs> like, where the hell are all these Salcata's going, man? Anybody yeah. sells that? Like... Like I've been going to reptile shows since I'm 18 years old, man. And here, there's like like maybe a thousand at the show, man. You know, do the math. That's just one show. Where the frick all them going, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd like to see P. I'd like to see you know a lot of like I don't have much critique on the reptile business. You know, I mean there are everybody can critique everybody, and and I think that's how I've stayed. You know, pretty much neutral. <laughs> speak my mind, but I think us as Reptile keepers um, got to decide sometimes, like law, no laws. You know, got to follow the laws. But what's right and what's wrong, and and you know, we're not allowed to have green iguanas in South Florida. But really, green iguanas shouldn't be sold anyways. There's so much better pets out there. Yeah. Um. You know, same thing. Salpatas. Why push salpatas when you can have like a leopard tortoise, or or you know, an Indian star tortoise, or even go the cheaper route and get yourself a Russian tortoise. Man. Mm -hmm. Could you having like 20 Russian tortoises in like a 20 by 20 pen, dude? It'd be like put like a little miniature bonsai tree in there, dude. You have like a herd of Russian tortoises coming <laughs> down or something like that. You know, there's still yeah, cool things. Connexus, baby. And not yeah. only like look, we have cats. Cats are just miniature tigers, man. They do the same thing. Russian tortoises are just miniature salcadas, man. They're they're personable. A salcada is not any smarter than a Russian tortoise. They all know you're the the food monkey dude. You know you're feeding them. They come to you when they see them. They're just smaller, man. You want a bigger tortoise? Get yourself a red foot. They get pretty nice size, man. You know, I mean, there's things that we can do to better the community, man. And uh, I really do strongly believe in that. You guys are 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 doing your parts, man. You're putting out, you guys are selflessly, you know, spending time putting out information for people to listen to, for people to read, you know, sharing knowledge. And and that's really what it's about here, man. And and I don't know, man. Nothing but love, man. Awesome. That is love something it. Jake and I were talking about on the drive back yesterday was you know, being at that show over the weekend and stuff and seeing species that, you know, are just doomed to not do well, you know, and it's like, why, like, what's the incentive for people to, because half the time they're, they're not expensive species. They're cheap. Like I'm sure. Yeah. They probably didn't cost much wholesale, but it's like, are you really, are the margins that good to keep selling them? I mean, Phil would probably know better than I would, but you know, stuff like, like the green bush snakes are getting really popular. Like I see those, it shows more and more now. And you know, scarlet snakes and weird stuff like that that you know it, people are just going to struggle with. And it's like, what's like, yeah, is it really yeah. worth it to have it? Yeah, even the, the Nachschlagen too. You know, I, I think it comes down to if you had asked me that question 
15 or 20 years ago, I would have a very, very different answer. But I feel like now, because of the community in all of its facets, as well as the internet and everything being at your fingertips, literally, I think if someone wanted to get into like the African bush snakes, now they have all the reference they can get in terms of husbandry and natural behavior and natural history and parasitology and, and all of that to the point where if someone really wanted to keep bush snakes, rock and roll, do it. You know what I mean? But I think, how do I phrase this? <clears throat> in the past, someone would buy the bush snake and try and set it up like it's a, you know, corn snake and it just wouldn't work. But now they can Google it and they go, man, this is really cool. And they can find like, oh man, I was going to set it up like a corn snake. I can't do that. I got to change this and that. And the people that don't do that, well, poop on them, you know, but for the people that really want to get into it, I think, I think it's great because those people are going to perpetuate the, the husbandry and the captive breeding. And hopefully we won't have a bunch of, you know, parasite ridden bush snakes coming in, you know, how many people are actually going to be the ones doing that? One glass half full, bro. Glass half full. Hey, you know what's a great species? You know what's a great species? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. What's that, Smitty? I was going to say, you know what a great species? Go ahead, Kevin. No, no, I'm talking over you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was going to say, you know, a great species to keep would be like collared lizards, man. Collared oh, yeah. Collared lizards are a great species to keep, man. Like something little like that because – they have a lot of personality, man. They're like little bearded dragons in a little little body. They they do push ups, man. They got a lot of like personality, man. They eat damn near anything you put in front of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. The bush snakes are pretty. That's bush snakes cool. are awesome. Bush snakes are micro mambas that are not toxic. Bush snakes are super cool. I'm not sure what a bush snake is. Uh, picture it's a little green colubrid from Southern Africa that has a black inside of its mouth to mimic the mambas. They gave, they gave like a mamba. But the problem is, is that they stress super easily and they need larger, more arboreal enclosures. And I think what I was going to say with, with Justin asking the question um, about, you know, the, the cheap imports, <clears throat> excuse me, and being better taken care of. It's not so much the, the newcomer buying a $15 snake and, taking care of it through you know internet research it's the shops as well because how many pet shops over the decades would have gotten that bush snake thrown it in a 10 gallon with a heat lamp and called it a day hoping that it sells in the next three weeks now i feel like the shops also have the ability to do the homework and to 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 to, to get some better husbandry tactics and facts about the species that they're trying to sell you know and setting a better example you know all right, look at that. That's crazy, dude. They yeah. have that whole. They have the gaping mouth, like the whole gaping mouth, like. Uh... Yeah, man, they're micro mambas. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, and back in the day, uh, we would get a big bag of, we'd get two or three burlap sacks, and each one would have fifteen or twenty of these things in there, and you would dump them all out in a big giant Rubbermaid trash can and you would take out one by one and you would take it out and you'd put in a 20 gallon fish tank and you'd stare at it and make sure that it wasn't a green mamba because that has happened <laughs> or a boom slang because that happens that has that has 100 percent happened i've been there for it that's crazy man and the yeah. fact that someone managed to get that in a bag and not get bit yeah <laughs> or right? maybe they did we just don't know that they got bit uh, well i can also tell other stories of 
<sighs> it's it's rough being a snake catcher in Africa, especially in the past couple decades. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I think they're a really cool species. It's just people need to do their homework, and the, the pet shops selling them need to do their homework too. Yeah, man, snake keeper, like they hear that that venom exchange radio with the the snake guy from Africa. Oh yeah, Johan. Man, it's amazing Johan. how many. How many just everyday average people are getting bitten by snakes? It's like, yeah, I, it's unbelievable because that shit doesn't happen in the states. But it's like, everybody, like you got to worry everywhere you. It sounds like you got to worry everywhere you go in Africa. You're getting bitten by a by a deadly snake. But they've they've got that that shit on lockdown, man. They they yeah. they have like their anti venom team and and like the, they're really narrowing the deaths down over there. It seems. like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the most neglected tropical disease in the world. Crazy, yeah. man. Really cool. Really cool. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's cool that you're 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 at a good spot now with the species you have and the plans that you have. And I'm all for it, man. Like you know, talking to the guy, other guys that we look up to, like you know, Nipper and, and Eric and them, and they're doing the same thing we are. Like we know what animals we want to keep. We're gonna attempt to further the collection but at the same time better the husbandry tactics and dude doing like the the adhesive backgrounds that i always talk about like the picture you know like the racks are awesome and i've got racks man and i try to make the rack as much a little habitat as i can but there's just something special about having the window into the ecosystem you know i'm gonna send you i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a picture on instagram of something i just put together i actually um I, uh, so about a year ago, I'm in the scrap metal business. Like that's, that's what I do to afford my hobby and the afford things. So about a year ago, uh, I got these racks, uh, for monkeys from the university of Miami and they were stainless steel racks and they had about, I believe six drawers too big with huge gaps. And, you know, they had bottle feeders on there and they had like a food, like they looked like they would be good for rats, but you'd have to have monster rats to keep them in because yeah. the gaps were really huge. So I kept uh, them around for a year because I, you know, it's the reptile hoarder guy. I mean, I'm like, I know I can do something with these. I know I can do something with these. So um, I had a welder um, come and, and all the little slides that the drawers slide on, I had him take those off and grind them off. And they were like perfect. I mean, an inch on each side for 18 by 18 by 24s and it fits four of them and it's stainless steel on casters man it's it's really beautiful i got five of them so i decided to do one right away and well not right away it took a year to decide what i was going to do with it but i put one together first before i did all five to see how it worked out man and it really came out beautiful man i'm going to send you the picture maybe hold on a sec all right there we go i sent it to you on instagram i don't know if you uh cool man i'm gonna, I'm gonna go dig it out right now yeah it's pretty cool look at this my rhino bro i love that rhino iguana man that's my baby bro she's so cool you know what i did i took my kids to um you, you should do this, Phil, man. It's right around the corner from you, man. It's not too far away. I, I sent it to you on the in, in instant message. But um, 
I went to Iguana Land in it. I went to Iguana Land. I yeah, took uh, I took a private tour. I took all my kids for a private tour on Iguana Land, and and uh, it's an amazing place, man. They really went all out. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff. Instagram has become really difficult these days. It's a lot different these days. Um, yeah, look at that, dude. That's all my. Uh, that's all my eHard wiki eye, dude. I love those guys. So cool, man. Afghanicus, some morphs. That's a new morph right there with that black eye. This one. I can't see. Yeah, that's like uh, it's been like three. I've been working on that project for three years. So I'm trying to. So when I was when I first was into when I was a kid in and going to the reptile shows in Daytona that what Phil mentioned earlier what they were calling leucistic leopard gecko is really mm -hmm. a Murphy's patternless that eye has a tinge blue so I want I've been trying for three years trying to put that blue eye on the Murphy's patternless to kind of make a, a leucistic you know the Murphy's patternless with the blue eye that's a fat tail I also do fat tails and I've been breeding fat tails for about three years now, but I, I really, and you know, this is something you guys also talked about that really made me feel good that, that that's my rack that I showed you. Every species isn't meant for you. If you try it out and it's not right for you, there's no shame in, in moving to a person that it's right for, you know? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that, Justin. I didn't know oh, I was good. gonna do that. Yeah. So that it's not fully complete, but that's what I just put together uh, yesterday. It looks fantastic, man. Awesome. Yeah. And dude, it's on casters. Like, who's better than you? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that killer, dude? That's on casters, and I have four more of those that I'm gonna put up. That's awesome. I, I love it, man. I that really made my like. So I bought these LED grow lights that are on the top and then um i still have to get um some uvb bulbs um i really feel like um i think that uh i've heard p i've, I've heard bob rock uh, bob rock i know that's not his name but i love that name anyways <laughs> uh what's it what what's his real name rob stone rob stone <laughs> bob rock dude you guys you guys said bob rock so much it's, it's not bob even, rock now it's dude. pretty much the same thing so. it's, it's yeah, bobby yeah. pebbles Bobby yeah, Pebbles. yeah, yeah. I want. I need that shirt you guys always talk about. Um. Anyways, uh, you know, putting the UVB light on on uh on the rhinos are supposed to kind of make them more bluish or something like that, or kind of give them a bluish tint. Or yeah. that's how people are selling rhinos. They're saying, "Oh, these are blue rhinos," but they really just have them under UVB lights. Right. I think that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if they're getting the color from UVB and and you take them out and they're not blue anymore but i think it's kind of cool maybe they're getting something from it maybe they're not I think the I genetics know. definitely have something to do with it because i have so i have as far as my older stuff i have a reverse trio and one of those males he's that much deeper like forest green but he has like a pale blue stomach and it kind of creeps up into the sides a little bit and then i have like the the female and the other male they're kind of the more traditional um like lighter green and they don't have any of that sort of blue stuff going on, but that darker male, he definitely has, has something to it. So 
So maybe you could figure it out in the next. In the, have you bred? Have you have you have you work with another? You work with um the green tailed ganya so uh ganya so black so tails yeah black tails black tails so so what you know you looking at the you look at all the ganyasoma and they all look pretty similar in structure and size mm -hmm. and but but the rhinos they look so different i mean yeah. what makes them a ganyasoma i don't i don't know i think it's crap honestly i think they should i'm with i'm with rob stone on that one like why they're even in ganyasomas doesn't make any sense to me so cause... other people so other people feel that way i, I didn't even know it was yeah. a thing but I, yeah. other people feel that way too yeah, I mean, Rob still refers to him as Rhinkophis. So. I don't. In keeping and having like the true Ganyasoma, which is going to be your Jansen and your Oxycephalum. Um, I like that Oxycephalum. Yeah, I mean, they're they're very clearly not the same. You know, both in looks and in sort of how they behave and stuff, they're they're very different. So. I think I mean, someone was lazy on that one and was like, "Yeah, they're close enough. Let's just put them all together." I don't, I don't even think. I don't even think close enough, man. I mean, structure, size. Yeah. I like even even. I feel like like I haven't ever really held any other Ganyasoma, but they look more round in body structure. They are than than the rhinos. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the true. I would say the opposite. Like the true Ganyasoma, the Jansen and I are seem much more flat. Oh, do than they? The, than the rhinos. The rhinos. I would consider much more sort of traditional colubrid like loaf of bread kind of structure. Yeah, they were yeah. kind of square, right? Like square yeah. structure. Yeah, but the Ganyasoma, they're they're much flatter, like compressed laterally. Way more diamondy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. So hey man, you got a ton of awesome substrate and a drainage layer in there. W what are your plans for these? Well, I I got right now, like I just did this like two days ago. I set it up. Um, I'm gonna put I want to put ground cover. So I'm going to put some, I have some ferns and some, um, I, I've been keeping, I don't know if you guys ever kept kind of bioactive. I have like a lazy man's, I call it lazy man's bioactive. Sure. I've been, I've been keeping, um, I've been keeping my, my neotropicals, my Pacillanotus. I've been keeping them bioactive for about, I think I've had them since September of 2020, maybe not. Yeah. Like September of 2020. So I've had them a little over like a year and like three months. I've never cleaned a cage. I've never cleaned the cage. Not once. I believe there's, there's no feces in there. There's no smell in my garage. The bugs keep, they eat everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you see, they, they have droppings and you'll see like the isopods, bam. They're like, like what they say flies on shit, but they're isopods on shit. You know, yeah. it, it's amazing. I can't even believe it. It's like blow your mind. It's so cool. Like, how can you have a snake and not freaking clean it? Well, I also think that th that species is a prime candidate for that because yeah. they're not taking the biggest of dumps. And at the same time, it's the whole arboreal thing helps a lot because they're not necessarily going through it and destroying it and smattering it all over the walls and you know what i mean yeah so that's 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 one thing to my keeping that um like so i do know like i do know that um when they get bigger they're, they're little right now and, and they're like two feet maybe a little bit bigger i do know that 
when they get bigger, I'm going to have to remove some feces for the most part, you know, and, and get rid of it, but they'll clean up what's, what I don't pick out, you know, but, um, that's there. That's a main. And you know what? Like, I'm going to say, like, I was a little and Nipper was right, man. When he said that, that he doesn't know why people like the Kribos, you know, the, the, yeah. Dry I was like, come on, bro, dude. Have you, have you seen a yellow, uh, yellowtail Kribo man with that, that, that blood, black blood running down the mm-hmm. eye, man. Or like, bro, the red chin, the red chin of, um, Indigo. Indicos, man. I mean, come yeah. on, bro. The scales, the scales, the size. Obviously, I don't even know if he's held one, dude. Because if you've held a big indigo snake, you're mind blown, dude. Like, how can you not love that thing, dude? Like, how can you even it's, say well, they're it, overrated? Never, never, never. I got a bone to pick with you, man. They're Nipper's not a hipster. They're fucking dope. <laughs> Which I think is here's the here's the funny part. So. I understand where he's coming from because you can ask Anna Maria when you hear the gurgle, 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 and then thump, and the whole room <laughs> smells like no, a Great no. Dane took a shit on the bed. Yeah, like yeah. that. I get that. I, I understand. No, that. I won't keep him. I won't keep him the, for that reason. But at the same time, Nipper keeps Apodora, right? The biggest poops of any snake in existence. So, look. False water, look, false water cobras, super dope, but I heard they paint. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not into that thing, man. I'm not in, listen, I, I love some animals, but one of my main criteria in keeping is the dump's got to be like a, a normal dump. If it's a normal dump, then that's cool, yeah, you know? Yeah. But if it's, a, if it's an absurd, insanely dump where you start hearing the gurgling and you're like, God damn, a great thing just shit in my room. Yeah. You know, that that I'm not keeping that thing, man. Well, like every right, man's so, gotta know his limits. So obviously I keep several cobras, and we all know that the Naja genus is infamous for finger painting. So in fact, I've I have it on my old cell phone, I gotta find it, but like an Egyptian cobra, you clean the cage, it's beautiful. You slide the cobra back in, he the cobra turns, looks at you and says, Cool. It doesn't smell like me. And then yeah. literally just projectile sprays poop all over the walls. And it's like, now amazing. it smells like home. So, yeah, right? So you got to do what well, – and people always make fun of me. They yell at me. They tell me I'm a bad keeper. But, like, their hide box covered in poo. I leave it. That way it always smells like them. And they have – it's it's like 80% less chance that they're going to finger paint. That you know means- Here's something interesting, and this is completely anecdotal. But I have found that when I upgrade stuff to bigger cages or tubs, you've like chondros in particular, if I put in that old paper towel or something they were on before and they're in a bigger cage, they seem to adjust better and faster to the to the new digs than they do. hundred percent. And so Dude, now every- anytime I like I just set up that XR twenty, right? Yeah. I moved a bunch of colubrids into that. I either kept their old shavings because it ended up being the same amount to go in the in the tub like yep. i was saying the v35s or i'd take some and sprinkle it and then added new stuff in and all their old hides went in there too yeah dude and well, i think it. i think it helps so much with them realize that it okay like yeah it's bigger but it's still it's still home 100 you know? i do the same thing every time i take home a new because like i don't I'm, I'm not big on buying adult animals like that's right. just not my thing i want to raise them up i'm that guy oh yeah so, so every time yeah. i yeah dude so every time i get a baby colubrid like obviously it goes into quarantine but 
I'll set their enclosure up on paper towels because I want to look for, I want to check the feces. I want to look yeah. for mites, you know. But if that snake came in a little deli cup full of aspen, even if it was fresh aspen for that show, it's still, I'll still, I'll still dump it because it smells like it's old home. Well, they're still going to have like pheromones and stuff too. Yeah. Hormones and, you know, stuff. I'm down with that. And you know, the baby snakes, I didn't buy one adult. Everything I bought, every, like all 22 snakes, Brand new babies. Yeah, dude. And 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 since we're on the feces talk, I wanna if if I can transfer anybody else to getting like into leopard geckos and seeing how awesome they are, is they you know, they're a snake gecko. And when I say they're a snake gecko, I mean the care is like a snake. You know, yeah. you you bought we have these dishes that keep the worms in there. This is another reason I got into geckos. You put the worms in the dish. If you need to leave them for 10 days and go out of town on vacation, you're not going to have a problem when you get back. Plus, they crap in the corner like a cat, man. And, yeah. you know, they it's the their, coolest they thing. They don't want to dirty their cage, so they crap in the corner. So yep. it really is. It's like it's it makes life easy. Like like I couldn't have a hundred. I couldn't have a hundred iguanas. But I could have a hundred leopard geckos. I could go out of town for ten days. I could come back. Everybody's perfectly fed. They might still have food, water, and they're all super healthy. I don't have to like. I don't have to watch them every second, like uh, like a bearded dragon or yeah. or stuff like that. So it's really cool. If anybody anybody that's watching that that's wondering, hey man, you know, it's really hard keeping some some gecko species. Uh, this is a gecko species that'll fit into a rack or fit into a little, uh, you know, a 20 gallon tank that you can treat just like your snake. You can feed it once a week, throw, you know, 10 to 20 mealworms in a dish and you're perfectly fine. Some water, little lick, you know, a little calcium lick or something. And, and you're perfectly good to go. You know, you don't have to watching. You don't have to keep watching over. That was another criteria I, I forgot to mention. You know, we got on the topic of crap. But you know, brought that out. You know, thought about Dude, it. Dude, I want that on a T-shirt. Twenty, a, a handful of worms and a little lick dash <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt. I mean, when I killed Felsuma, you know, and Tokes, like those just cover like, especially if it's a smaller tank. I couldn't keep the glass clean. You know, it yeah, was constant. Yeah. It was like everything was just covered. It was like keeping birds, man. It was like Jesus. Damn. Yeah. Costumers are cool though. I like the. They are very cool. They are really cool. I I could keep a lot of I could keep a lot of stuff. I I really yeah I could keep more stuff if I had an employee though, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I I play with I play with that idea sometimes. I'm like, well, you know, you're 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 growing one up. I'm grow, bro. My son, my son is the only problem with I'm gonna tell you about my son. My son's super cool. All my kids are dope, dude. I love my my daughter's really knowledgeable. She takes care of you know, I have crestits and gargoyles too. Um, she takes care of them. I kind of got a group of them from somebody that really didn't want theirs anymore. And they came gravid, so we raised a bunch of babies and stuff and kind of sold some and and stuff like that. My son, my son thinks every my son actually thought every reptile is nice. Like he, awesome. because believe it, I know you guys like especially a lot of people talk about how they like crazy reptiles and you know, um, Owen, Owen, Owen's hilarious because <laughs> yeah. Owen, Owen's like, I, I, in my own head, I call Owen the Larry David of the reptile community. <laughs> yeah. 
am, am I wrong? Am yeah, I dude. wrong? No, that's, that's actually good. very accurate. It's very you know, good. So, yeah. so, you know, he's got a lot of mean crap. He likes the mean, but my, but I have all nice stuff. Everything of mine is super cool because I like to take it out. I like to handle the most sure. things. Not everything has to be handled. I, I know some things are, are nasty, but, uh, my son went into the Similis, the, the Similis cage, man. He cried. His feelings were hurt more than he got hurt. But that Similis, that Similis was tiny, man. And it made him bleed because those suckers got some teeth. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't understand why, why it bit him. You know, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. and, and the kid's not scared of anything. He goes, dude, when he was two years old, he's hunting Brown and Knowles, catching them and hanging them off his fingers, man. And he's holding, dude, he's such a cool kid, man. I love that kid so much, dude. That's what you gotta now, do, you're going to get me to cry some Smitty tears right now, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Kev. That's great. You know, That's great. I, I honestly. The only way to do that is to make him go walk a freaking mountain. Seriously, you know what I wear? Heat. I wear my, I wear my, I wear my heart on my shoulder, man. And you know, a lot of times I get over emotional about the things that I love so much. And and a lot of times, even in the reptile hobby, like like you know, you hear you hear, uh, fucking what's his name, Jay, saying living the dream. But but honestly, I feel like I am living the dream because uh, when I grew up, you know, reptiles were kind of shunned and. And it was hard to make a living doing reptiles. And, yeah, I'm not doing a living. I'm in the scrap business. And and my parents were super cool. They bought me an iguana when I was 16. And, yeah, they didn't think I could make a living out of it. And I kind of fell into the scrap yard. My father had a scrap yard. It was a good business. I took over it. I love it. It's like all I know. You know, I, I, I really am good at it. Um, I grew up in it. I was doing it like I've been there since I'm 12 years old. I'm 47. So like I worked weekends, like I know that business inside and out and, and I love it, man. It's recycling, dude. We're, we're doing the earth some good and, and it's, it's fulfilling, man. It's fulfilling to go to work. I, I work with a really cool guy, Augustine he comes from the Dominican and, and he came over when he was 19. He's been working with us. He's 47. So I have a really good thing going, man. But, but, you know, being part of this reptile community, this new community with with the people and the social media and being able to share your love and your passion and being on podcasts and listening to podcasts and all the books and the papers that all the information. I feel like like I'm about to cry, man. I swear <laughs> it, it's it really is awesome, man. It really is awesome. And I just want to stress to all the people out there that are feeling like, oh, sometimes people are shitting on them or not. It's more, it's less shitting on people than, than you're giving credit. Cause sometimes just that little shit will ring in your fucking head and then it makes everything seem like shit. But I bet 98% of it's fucking awesome. And there's 2% shit and you just got to push that out of your head and fuck that 2% shit, man, because yeah. it doesn't mean anything, man. You know, like I, I really feel like this community that that we built and you guys are building and you guys are a huge part of this community and building what it is today and the Eric's and the Owens and the Bob Rocks and and, you know, another cool guy is um, damn uh, fucking the, the, the guy in Tampa, Billy Hunt, man. Yeah. Billy Hunt, another cool fucking dude, man. Billy Billy, you know, Billy Hunt, all these guys, Casey Cannon. Um, you know, you turn me on to NF, NF herping, man. I watch him on yeah. YouTube. I, I watch him going herping. Um, my friend, have you had Evan on from uh, Strength and Leo's? Not yet. I believe you have. 
you know, I, he had me on, but he's coming to Miami tomorrow and he's going to come over. I'm going to take him down to the Everglades. We're going to hang out. Nice. I met him on social media, man. So, so like social media is becoming real life. It's not just anybody who thinks this is just, oh, I got friends on the internet. Oh, bullshit. It's like fucking, I'm sorry, cursing so much. It's like, Digital it's world, like, man. you know, a pen pal. It's not true, man. These people are real. You know, and you can hang out with these people and these people can live in another state and they're going to come here. You're going to hang out. Maybe you're going to do herp stuff. Maybe you're not going to do herp stuff. Maybe you're going to go out to a bar and drink a beer and talk about herps. Who knows? You don't know what's going on. Maybe you'll go to a freaking movie. Maybe you'll talk about. I don't know. But but seriously, man, you know, that's my spiel. That's all I got to say. I just I love, love it. I just love what's going on today, man. And I'm really yeah. happy to be a part of it and what's going on, dude. So. Shout out to you guys, dude, and all the people I mentioned. Y'all are cool motherfuckers. Thanks, brother. It really means all, a lot. Yeah, I mean, for all its faults, you know, the internet is, uh, at the end of the day, it's it probably does more for us than, than it, bad. It, it brought than all bad. of us together. That's right. So It brought all of us together, man. Great you time know? to be in the hobby. It, it is. is. I, really I agree is. with that. You're, you're right on the point. It is a great time to be in the hobby, man. And you can keep stuff that you haven't been able to keep 20 years ago. There's um, there's this uh this species of fat tail. I don't know if you guys know. It's uh, you know, the fat tails are Hemiviconix cadisinctus, which is the Latin name. But they have another. There's only one other species in the genus called Hemiviconix taylori. Yeah, they're 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 super dope. And and Phil probably likes them because they look like the Amii kind of with with the kind of rock head pattern. Which yeah. I love, dude. I, dude, I, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep one of the barking geckos or the Amii or something. I don't have to breed, you know. I'm not. I, I'm gonna keep them. I'm gonna keep them one day. It's something just because they're fucking dope. But the the Taylori are primarily uh, termite eaters in the wild. But people have been working on them, and I have a a friend that kept them a while back. He said they're really not meant for captivity, but. But I see more and more people having success with them. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't have to breed them, but I would love to keep them. Like if somebody could sell me a baby that was eating crickets or something like that, and I just keep one because, you know, getting stuff, getting stuff to eat is really like that. That could that could beat you up, dude. Yeah, man. Dude, the Taylor and I are awesome. I'm I'm with you 100 percent, man. Just, Just getting them in getting them going look at that thing dude little dinosaurs. super cool little are dinosaurs. they tough looking or what man that head, yeah that that block head is just <laughs> wicked man yeah and some of them i don't know what the localities but some of them they get this super turquoise eye like that eye just glows blue it's it's almost like it's a it's a gecko form of the rough scale python yeah you know that that head kind of reminds me of like a savannah monitor almost that one at mm-hmm. the top right yeah there. And dude, look at the babies. It's like a it's like a micro Gila monster. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. It's exactly what they look like. Well, dude, hey, man. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I just want to say one more thing. Maybe here or not, I'll, yeah. I'll mention it to you again, Phil. I got a really good friend. I got a really good friend that you might want to have on Venom Exchange Radio, man. He's really knowledgeable and he keeps he's like the man for eyelash vipers. And he like He's his like he can't get rid of eyelash vipers, so he wants to keep them all. He does 
he does shield nose cobras dude really he's really successful with shield noses he's uh he's got he's got a nice collection of beaded lizards um he's kept um you know the leucistic albino cobras i believe he, mm-hmm. he he kept them for a long time he raised them up to adults and then i think he got rid of them um you know he keeps a lot of really good species man and and i think he he's funny as shit too dude he has a killer mr carter dude you gotta hear this Vinny really? Bobolino, bro. He's got a killer Vinny Bobolino. <laughs> I, I know it. that's right up your freaking alley. It is. Man. It is. Hundred percent. You know, so <laughs> so just to throw him, just to throw him out there. You know, I went to high school with him. Just throw him out there. It's the forked tongue yeah, on yeah, the internet, yeah. and he's he's one of these old school guys. So his um his page is private, but if you message him, um, if you if you request him, I'm sure he would accept you, man, because yeah. Uh, I'll let I've been him know. Following dude. him and, for a while now. Uh, yeah, dude. Crazy. 100%. And not only that, he has killer pictures. He's really good at taking pictures, man. Right in there, dude. So he he would be a really cool guy, man. I would like to hear him on that podcast, man, because he's funny yeah, we'll as shit, dude. We'll get him on. So. That's it, man. Bonanza. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> well, we're at that time, man. Where can people find the Kevin? The Kevin will be on mutant geckos at on instagram and mutant serpents because i've noticed something leopard gecko people don't like snakes <laughs> yeah, and and i just figured why you know like why put snakes on for people that don't like snakes man you know it's really a weird community in a sense that that like even if if you if you have an instagram and you notice like and you watch you notice like Hognose people like hognose, but if you throw a Baron's racer or even a rhino rat snake, They're they like, really the don't like those. They they just want to stick to the hog. Yeah, it's very clicky. You know, or or the same thing with leopard, even leopard geckos to African fat tails. You think that you might get you might get from one day to the next, you might get 400 likes on a leopard gecko post, and then the next day you post a beautiful, the most beautiful fat tail you've ever seen. You'll get like fifty. It's it's yeah. the strangest thing. If you if you really watch the algorithm and you watch how it works, now the algorithm for Instagram changed a lot. So it's a little different. But so I just started Mutant Serpents because I just felt like, hey, snake people, snake people, gecko people, gecko people. Sure. But uh it's it's hard, man. It, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep up two different Instagrams, but you know, Justin's got like three or four, but I might uh I might merge them eventually. We gotta we gotta teach you how to do the the thing where you post on one account and it auto posts on the other one as well. Yeah, I gotta learn that, man. Yeah, we'll we'll show you show you the ropes. All right, kill, cool, dude. When I have you over, man, we gotta Hell do yeah. it soon, dude. When we got we when do. I have you over, we'll 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 uh you'll show me how to do that shit. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Hey, really, I appreciate you guys having me, man. It, it kind of legitimize. I feel like, believe it or not, it legitimizes you a little bit. You know, you can. People could look up Kevin Barron and my name will come up here or it'll come up on YouTube. So it's kind of cool, man. I really do we appreciate it. it. We love it, dude. We're yeah, really man. happy to have you on. Thanks, it's a long guys. time coming. Sorry, yeah. Sorry it took so long. You know? Yeah. No, no, it's cool, dude. I, I, I like, I like, I, I wanted to like, I have this weird thing, man. I want to, we're going to keep on going, but I, I listen to you guys so much. You, you guys deserve like, uh, I forget what it's called, but like when you kind of like give somebody money for, for what they do, what's it called? A, a Grammy. What? A Grammy? 
No, fucking, you deserve a fucking Grammy, of course. No, man, that, that thing, that that thing that people, that thing that people have on the internet where they get money for doing what they do. OnlyFans. That too, man. You should start an OnlyFans. Dude. That shit would be hot. Oh, I'm not. I'm not uh, anyways, you know what I'm talking about. I can't remember the name, but well, thank but you, brother. It's something where you get a dollar, like you have a dollar, a like Patreon. dollars the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, you guys deserve that. But I have something that is like, I can't go on. I, I have to be invited on somebody's show before I give them a dollar a fucking month. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? It. Or, then, I, or, yeah, or then, I'm buying my, my, then I'm buying my shit on their show. I'm like, here's a dollar. Now you're going to have me on. Nah, fuck that. Now you get your dollar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome, guys. Hey, man, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure sharing everything I do. I really enjoyed it. Um We'll get you all leopard geckos, man. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for chiming in. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks, brother. All right. He's always a blast, man. Yeah. Always a blast. Only feeds featuring Justin. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Only socks. Only socks. We'll do smellograms. Did you want to talk about your trip with Lopin real quick, or? Oh to- yeah, I mean, if we got if we got time, I mean, eh, you know what? We could say that for another thing if you want. Because there's a lot a lot to cover. I got pictures and everything. I mean, you know what? Maybe maybe next week we'll have him on yeah. or something. Yeah, let's Definitely. do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Episode 111 of Snakes and Stogies. We have actually, we've cleared 300 and 301,000 plays. Wow. Everything except Spotify. So, wow. Crazy. Awesome. Four years of THP. Today was the four, the four year anniversary, right? Yep. Hell yeah, brother. Who knew? Right. Who where knew? we'd be. Fancy LED lights, a big monitor. <laughs> Interfaces, webcams, headphone amps, keyboards, wireless mice, live group chat, crazy club chairs. Well, you have a club chair. Little on air sign. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Easy killer. <laughs> Pinky's out. Pinky's out. Yeah. Uh, so please, Puget Sound Pythons, check them out. Facebook and Instagram. They're good people. They're awesome people. Uh, and blackboxcages.com. Two week lead time, roundabout, approximate, best in the biz. Sold a ton of cages and racks over the weekend. It was awesome. I was there helping out. Like, that wasn't even really like the plan, but it just happened to be that way. And uh, it was awesome. So good shit. Hit them up if you need a rack or a cage. Um, I did actually get to see your model. Oh, really? And I think you will be very pleased with it. Excellent. Good. Good. Do they have? Did they just have like a prototype on display? Or were they actually selling them? Uh, they had two of them. They had one that didn't have like the screen top, and then they like the solid top, and they had one that had the screen top. Um, Sweet. And the locks and everything like that. And nice. Is it that weird push button thing? It's yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Sweet. Like I was Sweet. playing with the key and stuff, and I was like, "This is weird." You know, it was, I've never seen never seen a lock like it. But awesome. 
Yeah. I'm excited. I, I think very you're going to be happy with it. I'm, I was, they look really good. They, they Sweet, were bro. Very sharp. Awesome. awesome. Or you're, you're supposed to be coming soon, right? Uh, I have no idea, you know, and I, I told Jen like, hey, you know, take the time you need. You know, my animals are good. I mean, nothing's in dire need of a bigger enclosure. Obviously, the sooner the better, but I understand when you're getting custom work done. It's I, they can take their time. So we called it the wolf model. Really? <laughs> That's cool. The wolf edition. Very cool. I like it. I'm fucking stoked, man. It's going to be yeah, great. I think, I think you'll like it a lot. I've been accumulating mass quantities of styrofoam to build inside them. So I'm going to have to hit up uh, Dustin and pick his brain. He's the man. He's the man. All right, everybody. We are going to be back for THP, and we're going to have Zach from Equatorial Ecosystems on. I know we were supposed to do that last week. I realized Thursday that it was like, Jake's not going to get home until probably like midnight. We're leaving Friday early morning, so yeah, had to pack still and do a bunch of other stuff, and so I decided to text Zach and be like, can we move it to next week? And I hated to do that to him, but it probably actually worked out, because... We were up early and on the road early, and Jake was, did all the driving. So we had to go get a U-Haul trailer and then pick up a carpet for Bill. And like, so yeah, it was a whole thing. But we panned out. It's all good. Sweet. Yep. Everybody have a good evening. Adios, muchachos. Mm-hmm.